here. Hey there. Hey there. Hey. Hey. Whoa. Welcome <laughs> to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you from the recycled garage in, oh, so sunny, Santa so Cruz, California. Yeah. So nice today. It did not suck. Uh, this is one of those days I'm like, I just want to rub it in. It was t-shirt, well, t-shirt glorious, weather. It was glorious. like first day of summer. It's well, one like of the it, days you it, don't want to It rubs it. the lotion on itself, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> so, so it nice. Puts it in the basket. Which, unfortunately, <laughs> was not the weather you want for a naked ride. It was too nice last night. But, hmm. but we'll, Cheater naked ride. Yeah, we'll get to we, that. We're going to get to the naked ride. Hey, everyone. This is Liza. No, it's not. Oops. I did it again. Played with my heart? You, yes, you're exactly. Gonna, you're going to be in diapers before you know it if you don't stop. They have medicine for that now, though. I was, I was considering diapers for the rally. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask why. Oh my <laughs> For sleeping and and maybe or vintage general. days because the whole like getting out of the cot the anal leakage and getting to a porta potty. I just get you. It's such a hassle. Are, I'm like, maybe I should just do a far. diaper. No, let's do a litter box. But I've never done. <laughs> oh, I like the idea of a litter box. You got good smelling ones. I've never, I never. I never. <laughs> <laughs> you said make sure you cover it up after you do it. Yeah, I think you get one like Lucky Charms now. You can snack out of it while you're in there. Well, I've oh never, I've God. never done that's it. So. Oh God. Is that, that's like Kitty Roka. <laughs> oh my God! Is that But I know who probably does have experience can tell me. Emma, what are the adult diapers like? Do they work well? <laughs> I just showed you. <laughs> no, they work incredibly well, darling. You know, they're like <laughs> soft on the inside and crunchy on the outside. <laughs> kind of like the Strapwoofel. Yeah. Whatever it's called. The Stroopwafel. They're all the shit out of your Stroopwafel. They truly are the Stroopwafel of underwear. That's saying something. <laughs> Oh, my word. Oh, let's keep getting it. Who's here uh, running the boards tonight? It's the new Pink Buddy scooter owner, Stumpy John. You can just call me Big Velvet. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Not only only running the board, running his mouth, I see. (laughs) (laughs) What? Big Velvet. Oh, yeah. God. So Cleveland Moto no longer has a monopoly on talking about Pink Buddy scooters. That's right. But we'll, we'll get to that yep. in a minute. <laughs> I love that Big Velvet. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck Big yeah, Velvet. Big Velveta. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like Big Velvet. Yeah. Well, let's get to who else is here in the studio. Uh, we, we've bumped him over to the classy girl couch. It's Neil. Hi, everyone. Hi, hey, Neil. Hi there. Hi, Neil. You're back again. Yes. Can't keep me away. No, but from no. Like more <laughs> punishment. Exactly. Talk and, louder as usual. <laughs> and uh, let's see. What what does the button say? Staying alive. Whether it, you're a brother or whether you're a mother. It's Scotty. Nice. You excellent. Oh, and you have cool sunglasses too. I just can't help it. You got a whole thing going. I, I like, like that. that it looks a good look today. I do like that jacket. I do. I, I like do. you all so much. That's a good <laughs> <laughs> oh, and finishing up the uh, the, the chaos here. Hello. Oh. Hip hop hey. hooray. Oh, oh. wait. The- you left your jacket and gloves on the bike, so I just brought them in and put them on some of the chairs on the inside of the tarp. 
Thank you, Henry. Thanks, Henry. Thanks, Henry. Bye, Henry. Uh, Bye. Bye, Henry. Yep, yep. <laughs> Finishing up the, in the the chaotic misfit in the room group, it is a naked gym. Hey, happy to be here. Right on. I'm going to read something I don't normally do because I don't read well. But life should be not a journey to the grave with the intention of raving, right, of raving safely in a pretty and well-dressed, preserved body, but rather to skid in broadside in a cloud of smoke Thoroughly used up, totally worn out, and loud, loudly proclaiming, wow, wow. What, a what a ride. ride. Yes. yes. So I've learned, to, the reason I bring that up, there's people that know and people that don't know. And that's a Hunter S. Thompson quote that a lot uh, of us hey. do know. And I'm not picking on lies, but I was surprised to know that you weren't nope. familiar with Hunter S. Thompson. I don't think that's you didn't know Gonzo, me. huh? Oh, and, wow. and his connection to motorcycling, yeah. especially. Oh, yeah. And motorcycling combined with desert activities that and we're going to be up to shortly. Yeah. So I mean, I we should do a whole out. episode on Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm, 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 you know, fear and loathing in Las Vegas, a large proportion of it takes place outside Vegas, covering the Mint 400. That was the whole reason for the trip. Yeah. Right outside yeah. of Barstow, coverage. Which is still going on. Where we will be. Yes, the Mint 400, I think, is happening right around now, yeah. oddly enough. But anyway, I thought maybe someday we could talk about Hunter S. Thompson and his his significance in American culture, I'll say that, and motorcycles. I would love to, but first, I'd like to talk about our favorite scooterist, Bagel. <laughs> Greetings from uh, January in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Is it nice up you, there, too? If you thought you had a nice oh, day here today, we, go. Here we, we go. had go. sunshine and 60 degrees, and oh. I went out on a glorious ride today on, uh, on the Stella with the Top Dead Center Scooter Club. Who's saying? And, and uh, yeah, we hit a bunch of the back roads around uh, west west area of Eugene, kind of around my stomping grounds, and had a fantastic ride. And, uh, yeah, it was a, an amazing day today. Well, I'm glad that you think that 60s is glorious, because it was 70s here. Yes. Aww. Yes, but that's, <laughs> I, I love January. That's, yes, January. That's, that's what we call it up here. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's like every, I, I every year say, we have I, like this. Yeah, every year we have this like window of like warm weather that just comes in and just makes everything glorious for you know maybe a few days, a week, and then it goes back to winter again. Well, for a few it's, more it's, weeks it is comes. the eye of the storm in our case because on yes. Wednesday we have a very large nor'easter. It's a nor'easter yeah. coming in, oh, wow. and there will be torrential rain up three inches. I'm told. Yeah, yeah a quarter inch an hour I saw yeah. on the forecast. But That's today right. I was grilling a. I was actually it was um, sourdough bread with olive oil and some salt and pepper on it on the grill and flip flops and board shorts like yeah. about an hour and a half ago. So sorry, everybody. Yeah, That's all right. But Move um, to California. I want to get you big. You heard us say there's now a pink buddy scooter here. I did hear that. And I want to say that um, and Jim witnessed it. It came in the back of a pickup truck on its side. We had to drag it out. Oh, It oh. was a non-running, here-you-go, free scooter. Ugly. I love how hey, we just... Free, free, is, free is good. That, yeah. and, and that's a good bike to start with, too. That, Ugly. That I left over in the corner, ignored most of the day. What was awesome is how you told Max to climb up in the back of this old Ford <laughs> Ranger with a, with a camper shell on it. Because yeah. we had to get it out um, of the said truck. But yep. Max... Youngest and the there. smallest. You get to ha- crawl up in there. Yeah, well, you Max know, had a learning yeah. lesson day to day. Well, yeah. back in the day, the, you know, the... the 
tiniest children were the ones that got sent down the mines <clears throat> yeah. because they're small and they can get in. So mine is not dissimilar to a Ford Ranger with a camper. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was certainly send the child deep in, in it. Send the child-sized body in. <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a shame that we didn't have an actual child. You know, like Sully to have sent in there. Oh, I know. But Who was here time. multiple times? We we gave her sugar. We did take it, we did take his money though. We Good. Shook, we shook him down for all his money. Good. Yeah. But um, I think we're gonna we'll talk about the pink buddy scooter a lot in the future. I just wanted to say <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's an awesome I, scooter. That I wanted to give credit to Henry for being the one to pull out any tool at all. Yeah, he did, and start like diving in because I'm like I ain't touching that thing, right? And then soon followed up, he he, he dragged um, Emma in, who within a short time had it running and was riding up and down nice. the street on it. Like everything. So that was what a, we, hasn't run in forever, don't know if it will ever run. It, well, it, it, it doesn't has, run in 10 years. Yeah. What was the backstory on all that stuff? Because she rolled in, I don't know if I've met her before, she rolled in yeah, with Cassie, a whole bunch she, of stuff. She's one of the Chickastanners. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, one cool. of the original Chickastanners. <clears throat> and nice. she's a deal hunter. Mm. Right, she's always finding deals. But but there was some. That, that's right. Is she brought the buddy her and yeah. her crowd. Oh, that's and, awesome. And Michelle's part of her crowd as well. It's uh, all the yeah. San Francisco crowd. She she bought it. Yeah. It was I think she but said I, it was. It I was heard at about a, a dude or something. Like someone died. Uh, no, that was. Uh, oh, she was donating some gear. It was a friend, uh, somebody who died. Okay. But that was just a couple pieces. Oh, okay. No, she was at a yard sale and they had two buddy scooters for two hundred bucks. Oh, oh wow! Oh my god! <laughs> and so. She got them, and I forget what she said she did with the the first one. This was the like parts bike, non running, but somehow she got it registered. <clears throat> that yeah. paperwork. Did I see it. So it's, it's currently registered. But then never got around to figuring out what was wrong with it. Never touched it. And so she it's was a like, buddy. "It's a buddy." So she was like, "Do you want it?" And I'm like, "I I think I know who this would be good for." Yeah. And I called Stumpy John. I'm like, "Do you think Mrs. Stumpy would like a little scooter?" Yes, she would. She doesn't know, so don't don't tell her anybody. Yeah. Oh, it's our secret. Oh, you got Valentine. Because you can you can do whatever trip you want this year. Originally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, originally, you know, the Bergman was was a sharing thing. But you know, the thing is with Bergmans, they are quite big and intimidating. Yeah, yeah it's heavy. Um, so this is going to be ideal. I feel it's and it'll be a good project, John. Um, it needs a battery. You already cleaned the carbs, Emma, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it needs the calipers, the battery, and start, it needs and just all the things, the yeah. flux capacitor. Yeah. gone through but mm, it's a little buddy important. scooter and as uh phil and the guys at cleveland have proven a pink buddy scooter can do just about anything apparently so mm -hmm. yeah yeah and, yeah and, and and for the record i have to say john congratulations on an awesome deal but 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 i have to say i'm, I'm a little hurt that nobody like asked me if i wanted a buddy first because I you've got enough no, you need a scooter <laughs> okay I since, since bagel piped up what is your running versus non-running ratio at the moment <laughs> um i including cars i well and, and three-wheel things <laughs> okay now you're making it complicated <laughs> um, for for two and three-wheeled vehicles um I, I think the ratio right now is <coughs> three to twenty. <laughs> is that running to non-running? That, that's running to non-running. <laughs> okay. So, so okay, let's go back. Tell me again how you wish somebody had offered you the scooter. 
I, I, I don't have a buddy yet, and I really would like oh, a buddy one God. of these days, especially a pink one. It will be your buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always Aww. your buddy. However, and that segues nicely, I have a bike announcement to make. Uh-oh. Oh, tell us more. Yeah. Well, Jim will know all about this because we, we've got to go back to December. And um, traditionally, Rob Talbot, oh. the dear fellow he is, has a Christmas party yes. for his friends and people who help out at the museum, and I usually get an invite for that. And um, Jim, always very graciously, and perhaps more graciously of Ashley, Jim Sweetie, is my date for that evening. So we all get dressed up nicely. Three years running, I think. Three years running. And we go to a nice restaurant, courtesy of Rob Talbot, and um, we have a lovely Christmas party. Well, as is per usual, Rob got terribly drunk. And I'd had a few gin and tonics as well. <laughs> and basically, we did a deal for a bike. Oh, that's right. Oh, my. Which I collected yesterday. Oh, you picked Ooh. it up. Oh, it's in my <laughs> possession. So <laughs> it's oh, mine. a little bit more get? color before you do the, the reveal is we're having dinner down there in Monterey. Oh, it was in... Uh, it's in Carmel. Like we go, yeah, Carmel. What was the place? Anyway, a little place by the gas station yeah, yeah, for going yeah. down there. <laughs> And it was lovely, and Rob is such a gracious oh, host. Oh, he's the greatest. And Rob and Vivian are just the best couple. Just all their whole family, everybody there is great. And next thing you know, over like some bread and olive oil, Emma's like, hey, Rob, I'll give you 1500 bucks for that bike. And he had just described how he and his son, I think, had brought it down from the mountains. They brought it down from Colorado. And it was a one-owner bike. Sold, and Scotty and I were in Moto Talbot. Do you remember me pointing into that old shed that was the Harley-Davidson Mimic shed? Yes, but I, I believe it's a different bike. I don't know if it is. It may be. But I pointed in there. I'm like, I think that's the <clears throat> bike Emma bought. So maybe it is, maybe it's not. Yeah. So Regardless. It, anyway. it's, it's mine. So I am now the proud owner of a one-owner, 6,000-mile, 1971 BSA Lightning. Oh, very nice. Ooh. Um, and there's a there's, wow. a there's quite a lot of reasons I like this bike. I mean, number <clears> one, that B and BSA is not British small arms; it's Birmingham mm-hmm. small arms, as people know, and that's my hometown. So I've always had a very very soft spot for BSA. They're my homeboys. Um, I remember these bikes brand new. I mean, I was a nine year old kid, but they were mm-hmm. so distinctive. And one of the reasons they were distinctive. They had this beautiful pale dove gray fra- uh, frame. I'm sorry, that math isn't working out. Yes. What year did you say this bike was? 1931? Yes, 1931, and I was 90 years old. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Okay. Yes, that's right. Not, <laughs> 90 years old in dog years, which may be. <laughs> um, so the frame. So 71 BSA. Lightning. lightning and okay. the lightning so bsa's came in three flavors I was gonna, what's the oh, okay they came in firebird which was the high pipe the scr- street scrambler mm. they came in thunderbolt which was the single carburetor and then lightning <clears throat> which was the twin carburetor and there was a fourth incarnation which had gone by the wayside by 71 but well, they had a the thumper too right the spitfire which was the real 60 horsepower yeah that was a different bike that was the 441 so is this oh, the yeah. orange Victor. tank the Victor. yes so um the, the bike we saw was it blue i don't recall anyway yeah okay. so yeah i mean it's got a very very pale gray frame very very distinctive on that yeah um and like a metallic orange tank and it's just a, it's a it's a great looking oh, is, that, is that going to be a wall hanger i don't know I mean, I always start off, I always keep bikes for about six months before I decide what I'm going to do with them. So my choice is I can hang it on the wall, but there's such dynamic bikes to ride. I think 
that would be a shame. Yeah, it's just Motortown has those high ceilings, so it's perfect to build some ledges and stuff. No, no, I'm not <laughs> sure, but I don't, a mezzanine. I don't yeah. think <clears throat> as dynamic a bike as a BSI Lightning should be on the wall. So I could hang it on the wall. I could just get it running complete with patina, and man, this thing has got some patina on it. Or I could completely restore it. And so, really, it's just two choices. Well, I have another suggestion. Yes, go on. So, you know, I work in hardware stores. And yes. And I was in one, in one of the spring drawers, and I picked up a rather large spring. Yes. And I'm like, this is like what we had on, like, our hobby horse when I was a kid. I'm like, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that would be fun to turn a motorcycle into a little rocking horse in a cradle with the springs. Do you know what would be better than that? <laughs> Uh, the the grocery store. Rah, 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 rah. No, yes, no, that's exactly no. what I was thinking. <laughs> it would be to get an old um, traveling funfair Dodgem car <clears throat> and use it as a sidecar. <gasps> oh, that would be Ooh, fun. That yeah. would be the like a bumper car. And yeah, yeah. A bumper car. Bumper car. Oh and you God. could even keep the antenna on the back. <laughs> yes. And yes. it'd be like brilliant. you could have it like metal flake and then paint the bike. <laughs> To match same color, yeah. Oh I think we can. It's off season. We go down to the boardwalk. Probably and get enough people lift one and let's run. Let's do it with your triumph. <laughs> let's do it with your triumph. It's perfect. <laughs> Those bumper cars are <laughs> unbelievably heavy. Oh, well, well, the, the chassis you just is got because it. it's got you an electric it. motor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You Next know, time you, you come across a well, Peter Goldwing, you could use that as. <laughs> a, Did I ever tell you about my friend Sidecar? When I was, so he had this Cossack. And <laughs> it came with a sidecar. We Wait, didn't like the sidecar. Cossack? Is that a Russian? Yeah, it came That's with a, a beard. Dnieper. Dnieper. Um, and it came with a sidecar, and we didn't like the sidecar, so we took the sidecar off and had a plank of wood on there. And that was great for a while. <laughs> but then he was a plumber, you see, and he was gutting this old house, and he got this, like, old toilet. Perfect. <laughs> and he put the toilet <laughs> That's on, perfect. on the plank of wood. So... <laughs> the idea, yeah, you could actually sit on the crapper. It wasn't operational, of course. <laughs> it, but you could sit on the crapper. I could make it operational. Yeah, I need a hole in the bottom. That would be awesome for mid-Ohio. Read, read a news- oh, you could make it skills. operational real quick. <laughs> I read, have the skills. Yeah, read a newspaper while you're going down the road. It was Brilliant. It was brilliant. I have an <laughs> extra toilet if you want to do that. <laughs> well, you know, toilets yeah. are so Drop it off at license driveway tomorrow. Toilets. <laughs> the reason why this was nice, it was not like, it was quite an ornate Victorian toilet. And was it cast iron with porcelain on the outside? It was, or was porcelain. It? But what made it so fun, the cistern was above your head. But oh, a true crapper. No, oh. it's a true crapper. But it was, it, it was self-supporting. You know, the, like the mm. pipe held it up. So you didn't need a wall for the cistern. Like cast so iron. if you were following... You could actually see the system and the pipe. And the, so oh, that's bottom. hilarious. And so oh, you it, could so put a bubble a, machine in there? Oh, yeah. That's it's, got AMA I mean, all over it. It we, does, doesn't it? We were young and we didn't have a great deal of imagination. But, of course, if you were to repeat that now in 2024, yeah, you could have little kind of brown bubbles coming out of the bottom <laughs> or like... You know? Okay, I'm going to jump in here now. <laughs> I was just sitting back to see how far this conversation went, and yep, I was right. It went too far. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right into Emma. the toilet. No, Emma. So congratulations <laughs> on your new bike, Emma. And John, congratulations. Yeah. On your Thank new you. bike, John. On. Yeah, your well new done. scooter. Good day. So Wait, what, what um, makes six now? Again? <laughs> What's it, Bagel? So what kind of bike did you get again? <laughs> oh, yeah. You never said. Oh, yeah, yeah, Emma did. Yeah, she BSA. Did. Yeah, 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 I think she did. Yes, yeah, yeah, seventy-one BSA. BSA. That's right. That's BSA right. Sorry, lightning with over dinner. The very, very rare half-year only Dove Grey Ooh. frame. 
Ooh. Very rare bike with a dove grey frame. The Very stay cool. the stay dirty frame. All, all original. All original. That's N- sweet. It is n- and it runs right. <laughs> no. Oh, I thought Rob said it ran. It ran in two thousand and four. Oh, okay. That was twenty years ago. Uh, ran when parked. Yep. Yes. Ran when parked. <laughs> and it it's it's pretty ugly, but I mean it's it's nice. So on another note, yes, I have a, a a TV show recommendation. Oh, do oh, you really? Yeah. So there's a new show on Apple TV called Masters of the Air. Masters oh, of the yeah. Air. And it's about it's that, that the World War II Austin bombers Butler. based in based in England. Is it good? It's phenomenal. Oh, it's okay. not so motorcycle-y. There yeah. is motorcycles in it, but it's very mechanic-y. So is, talking is it the American cruise or the British cruise? It's, Amer- it's the American cruise, but the interface with the British cruise. Too. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's just incredible. I was thinking about you the whole time. Well, the, the, Emma the, would love this. The, the way they divvied it up is, um, and I think it was, it was well, it, back then there was no, I think it was Bomber Command in England, but I think in, in America it was the U.S. Army Air Force. The mm-hmm. US yeah, Air yeah, Air yeah, Army yeah. Air Force. Um, and they divvied it up that the <clears throat> British crews would do the night bombing, Mm-hmm. And then the American that, crews were doing central the, part of this talking uh, about that. And the American crews yeah. would be doing the day bombing, which is why you see a flying fortress. Mm-hmm. It's either natural aluminium mm-hmm. or olive drab, or then you see a Lancaster, which is black. Mm. All the mm. British bombers were black. But the mosquito. But just the way the these guys. Well, the mosquito, mosquito did something else. The mosquito was though. was plywood, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And full of guns. Well, they, they came with either guns or completely unarmed. Because it was camera surveillance, but yeah. just the stuff about like how they kept these things in the air. And, oh, it's amazing! It's, just, it's an incredible show. Thank, it's very worth watching. Thanks for the recommend. Okay. I, I, I've seen that as I was strolling through. I'll, Masters I'll check it out. of the air. Um, I wanted to get to the conversation we were having in the garage last week, and we uh, we didn't get to talk about it on the podcast, but I, it, it, we went down a rabbit hole, and I thought it'd be fun to go there this week. So I don't, I don't know how I think of these questions, but I had the question. What what came first? Chicken. Gasoline or the Egg. gasoline engine? And come to find, I mean, it's, the answer is not that simple. And I talked to people who had no clue. Like, Bagel, do you have a clue? Well, well, I, I have a clarifying question. Okay. Are you talking about a gasoline engine or an internal combustion? No, no a gasoline well, engine. So... Okay. Gasoline engine. I was asking people well, throughout no, the week. Hang oh, on, no. wait, wait, wait. Yes. I was asking people throughout the week, and a lot of people thought, well, they assumed that engines had been around and that had been, um, they evolved to a point where they needed a better fuel, so they invented gasoline for it. That's what a lot of people's kind of perception was. So I thought we'd kind of go into it a little bit, the actual, the actual truth. Right. Because I found mm-hmm. it kind of fascinating. Enlighten us. Um, is this a history hole? It's not. It's, not, it's a group it's history, a history hole. It's a group. Because uh, it turns out a lot of people, Neil had some input. Emma had some input. Everyone kind of had some little pieces. So I will say to first clarify that gasoline became commonly yes. in use. Really, it was the 1890s with, uh, with the engines. But it was the cars, the 1920s when the cars were mass produced that gasoline became a big necessity. Right. And you should point out that in the early years of motoring, gasoline was a constant problem. And you would set out on a journey with a with a if if you had a gas station in your hometown, you'd start off with a full tank, we'd have all kinds of cans of gasoline. Mm. And a lot of the mm. hardware stores 
carried cans of gasoline specifically for motorists hmm. back then. There weren't that many gas stations. So, and just to clarify, by 1920, there were 9 million vehicles powered by gasoline on the road. What kind of mileage do you, did you get with like a... So nine, I mean, it was I'm just huge, kind of huge growth. These are not efficient engines, Jim. Like five miles a gallon? Oh, probably, seven. yeah, yeah, five, okay. seven. But, so you're um, bringing a lot of fuel. Uh, let's see, oh, so, yeah. uh, Neil, yeah. what came first, gasoline or the gasoline engine? Gasoline was a byproduct of refining petroleum mainly to get lamp oil. Kerosene. kerosene. Mm. I found that and fascinating. They, and they used to just burn it. And we're talking like no use for it. 1700s. No, this would be uh, uh, mid, mid-1800s, mid so 1850. Uh, silly question. What's the big difference between kerosene and gasoline? Yeah, you're right. Sorry, mid-1800s. Yeah, gasoline is a shorter uh, shorter chain molecule. It's, right. it's, it's, well, it's octane, so it's eight carbon versus 10 or more for kerosene. Okay. Diesel so is that some like carbohydrates just as a <laughs> That's right. All right. Yeah. Uh, so now, yeah. interestingly enough, a lot of jet engines run on something very similar to kerosene, which mm. is why you always smell what I call paraffin, what you Americans yeah. call kerosene, when right. en- when jet engines are revving up. <clears throat> that jet fuel smell. Because it's a longer chain molecule. Yep. Yes. Right. But I found that fascinating. Yeah. Um, in 1859, Edwin Drake in Pennsylvania had a crude oil well, and he was... Uh, distilling the oil to kerosene and the gasoline was a byproduct that was just being discarded there was no need for it so the fact that gasoline had existed before the need for it right is kind of fascinating but i bet they were like holy shit that lights up but we've talked about this before gasoline is not flammable it's the vapor. It's the Gasoline vapor, vapor is flammable. Yeah. And you've got to be quite specific about the actual quantities. It's about 16 parts air to one part gasoline vapor that makes it supremely flammable. Right. Um, and then, boom, off you go. I don't know. Me and Liza poured a bunch of gas on our little evil Knievel guy. And that <laughs> motherfucker was flammable. <laughs> well, yeah. there's air everywhere. And of course, it's because not. Because it vaporizes quickly. Yeah. yeah so, yes. and here's something that's mind-blowing. So, you... Through this, you can follow the evolution of the engine up to the point in the late 1890s when they realized that gasoline was suitable, more suitable for this. But there was an evolution. You had external combustion engines. An example of that would be? Steam engines. Steam Steam engines, right? Um, But did you know internal combustion engines date back to somewhere between the 10th and 13th centuries? For China, hmm. they were making rockets. Right. It's like, what? That's crazy. That, hmm. That's considered an internal combustion engine. Is that just yeah. jamming a bunch of flammable shit in a I don't know. I mean, is that, is that is that fireworks? I would think so. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, it's like fireworks. <laughs> so the, if the thing you're looking at, do they mention autos work and yeah, trying well, different types of fuels right. and which ones have... So, <clears throat> If, if yeah. we want to be strict about it, the internal combustion engine that we know and love right now can be traced back, and you could actually define it as an Otto cycle engine, mm-hmm. and historians still do. So it's really the work of Otto, who... Like 1886. Yeah, 1886, you know. Is this yeah. Otto with an O? Yes. O-T-T-O. Well, again, and there's a lot of people who are uh, attributed to... Again, the evolution, but you can go back to uh, 1794. Thomas Mead patented a gas engine. 
also in 1794, another guy, Robert Street, <laughs> patented an internal combustion engine which ran on liquid fuel made from petroleum. So they were doing that like just after the American Revolution. Yeah, it's kind they of were fascinating. Oil out of the ground. That's wild. And so that's late 1700s yeah. that they were patenting gas engines. But as we said, it wasn't yeah. really to the late 1800s that gasoline and the motors were combined. And then, as we said, by 1920, there were nine million on the road. Right. It's kind of a fascinating history. Right. And I mean, we didn't even get into the evolution of gasoline. Which I think maybe is something to go down that yeah, road another time. I kind of want to find somebody who like understands, like a chemist or something, who understands that more. How the how it's been refined and no, it's how all, that's changed. It's all about Harry Ricardo. Well, who's Harry? Ricardo? Harry Ricardo was a he worked for Rolls Royce and he was a researcher who did a lot of comparisons of different fuels uh, for their anti knock properties. Oh. Hmm. Um, as well as designing, <clears throat> you know, being a major uh, force in designing the, the various V-12 aircraft engines, including the Merlin. Was that the guy that put the lead in it? No, that's a... That's that a, the lead guy? That's, um, <laughs> that's Standard Oil and, and the Ethel Corporation. I forget the guy's name, but... That was not what I thought a Harry Ricardo was. But and we're talking about all these. There's all these different patents. But Emma, as you said, (laughs) Nicholas Otto. Yes. So 1864. His patent was the first commercially successful gas engine. Right. So 1864. So and if if you want ground zero for what we know and understand as an internal combustion engine now. I would argue, maybe successfully, maybe unsuccessfully, that's ground zero for our engine. Yeah, yeah, it's yes. It's kind of interesting. And then you can even go up to 1954, Felix Winkel. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, it's a pistonless engine. So it's kind of fascinating. So that's... So what would be the first... So, so what is the answer? What came first, the gasoline or the engine? Gasoline. gasoline. So, no. follow follow on question. What is yeah. the first gasoline powered vehicle? Oh, good question. Well, well mm. this isn't. Uh, I'm gonna guess that it was a bicycle. Yeah, it gotta be a bicycle mm, vehicle. Oh, oh, oh. are a you wanting the name? Not quite. No, not quite a tractor. Not quite a bicycle. Car, well, cars next. No, a boat. No, it was really? it, it was Benz who developed a three wheeled. Well, yeah, I mean, but oh, uh, okay, and yeah, that was I in mean, eighteen eighty something, and it was it was yeah, the Daimler Benz, and the, right. the yeah. irony of that Motorcycle. is he got so frustrated with it, he kind of cast it aside, and Bertha, his wife, thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and she was the one who actually proved it, and yeah. basically drove to see her sister, road trip. <clears throat> yep. Um, and, and the rest is history. But yeah, I mean, for it's, daily errands and things. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we, I mean, we all owe a huge debt of thanks, not only to to Ben's, but to Bertha as well. Um, mm-hmm. Way to go, actually. Bertha. So there you go. That's that's the the, the simple yeah, answer. Well, I mean, the, the complicated answer is a simple question, which I thought it was interesting. And that's just an example of the kind of conversations that we have here at the garage and how the podcast came out of that because we just sit there talking about all sorts of stuff. And yeah. that was one of them. Right. Um, I wanted to get to our next topic. And this is, uh, well, we're going to see how this goes. This is one of my crazy ideas. We'll see if people actually 
prepared for this. So I asked everybody to come up with, uh, to share with the group something that they think is cool. It can be a person, place, a thing, an event, concept, a, a tool. It can be anything at all. But here's how we're going to do it. <clears throat> Each of us will go around, present the thing that we think is cool, why you think it's cool. And then everyone is going to vote if they also think it's cool. And if every person agrees, then it is certified cool, cool. If not, if you don't get everyone's vote, then it's just cool to you. And if you get Ooh. no votes at all, no, no, you can't. You all or nothing. There is no, there is, no, no, no. There is no losing in this. There's cool to you, but then there's cool, cool, the super cool. If everyone agrees, so is, does anyone want to go first? I'll go first. Okay, I'll take the safe bet. You okay. want you want to know what's cool? Yeah, tell me what's cool. Fucking motorbikes. Yeah. And shall I tell you why yeah. they're cool? That was cheap. Oh, no, man. it's not cheap. And I'm I'm going to tell you why they're cool for a number Convince of Vagel reasons. Convince of that. I'm going to tell you. Well, you know, I'm going to include <laughs> behind him. I own motorbikes. I'm <laughs> feeling magnanimous. I will include scooters in this. I'm going to tell you why they're cool. Okay. Um, they're cool for a number of reasons, but I'm just going to touch on two. <clears throat> the first reason is they genuinely level the playing field when it comes to race, gender, politics, social status. None of that matters. You either like motorbikes or you don't. And if you like motorbikes, you're part of this <clears throat> fantastic clique, this part of this fantastic group that enjoy this wonderful, wonderful thing. Nobody cares who the fuck you are. Do you like motorbikes? You like motorbikes. They're great. But the second, and I would argue that this is more importantly why they are cool. It's the cool, cool part. This is the cool, cool part. Is and I'm almost, I'm almost hesitant to say this oh, publicly, you gotta know. but we <coughs> live in such a sanitized society now. Cars have never been safer. Going something as simple as going to the shops has never been safer. Crossing the street has never been safer. <clears throat> Traveling, working, everything has never been safer. But somehow we've escaped all of that and we can clutch on to a fucking missile and launch yourself down the street at 160 miles an hour and just <clears throat> experience that wonderful thrust the thrust before the, the death the bleeding edge of existence <laughs> yes and we've escaped and i understand how fragile that is and all it would take is one just high profile wreck one high profile incident maybe involving somebody famous maybe involving a politician maybe involving you know a head of state and a motorcycle and it could all come crashing <clears throat> down but for now, in this just this super safe fucking plastic utopia that we live in, we're allowed to own and ride these things. It is the greatest thing you can possibly do. And there's nothing greater than riding with your friends. So that is why motorbikes are cool. Okay, so here's how we're going to do this. Not to embarrass anyone, but we're just going to do a simple show of hands, and then I will declare if it was cool or not cool i will say i think you copped out and took the easy road that said <laughs> that said 
you get a cool yeah, cool. It's cool cool but unanimous yeah. unanimous, unanimous cool, you get a cool, cool cool but it's 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 as good a place as any to start okay well i'm gonna bounce off of that then all right and then. say uh, i chose a person to talk about who i think is the epitome of cool oh it's not even my birthday mm. and this is someone i doubt <laughs> any of you have heard of in fact it's a woman her name is Benaz Chaffey, and she is 34 years old, and she hails from Iran, just outside of Tehran. <clears throat> Very cool. Well, you may not be aware of it in Iran. It's not illegal for women to ride motorcycles, but it's illegal to ride without a license, and they won't issue a license to women. Yeah. Uh, that's lame. Funny that. Yeah. Right? There's an exception. There's a few women, older women, who still have licenses from the 70s who can ride. And if you're a traveler with a license, you can ride through. But they won't give a license to women. So with a lot of women, it's not really an option. Well, Benaz was on vacation in another province with her family, and she saw a woman on a motorcycle, 15 years old, and she went, I want to do that. It, it was first presented as an option to her. So it wasn't until she was 22 that she finally got somebody to like teach her how to ride, and she got a bike, and she found she could go out dirt riding, dirt biking. You oh, as long as you stay off the roads, don't need, you don't yeah. need a license. Ah. So she got into dirt biking, and she loved it, and she got into like motocross, and she really wanted to, to race with all the guys. And she got a coach who thought it was a waste of time until he saw that she actually was, had some skills. And so she started teaching other women how to ride as well on the dirt, right? And got more women into it. And she kept appealing to their racing division because she wanted to race. And they're like, women can't race. Women can't race. Three years she persisted. She finally got them to agree to have an all-women's race. With one exception. She has to get all the racers she had to train them how to ride. Wasn't there she something about track had, officials? had to provide all the track officials. Yeah. There could not be any men present for it. And she did this. And she got all the women there and oh. got volunteers to come run the track, do all the things. And she held a race and became the champion of female champion of Pakistan. <laughs> and she actually has continued. Iran, race- you mean? Yeah, sorry, you have Iran. She's continued racing and gotten into road racing in other countries. <laughs> in Germany, in the US. And she's cool. she's actually part of a, a group of riders. But here's the thing. She does ride on the street. And she has been riding on the street for Is a long time. Is this the cool, cool part? She rides at night with full gear like so and hides her hair. Mm. Now... The that, thing, that's kind of mm. scary, like, isn't it? I don't know. Well, and the thing to be... She's uh, dealing with a lot of scary shit. They're way like, more tame than what we're talking yeah, about Yeah, that's here. what I'm saying. It's kind of funny until you start thinking about it. Like, That's risky for sure. I would think. Yeah, well, and the, the other thing is that uh, there are women who have been uh, caught um, on bikes and have been arrested for... I'm trying to... Th- remember what the, the phrase was it was like some l- like lewd thing you know it's like lewd behavior or something well imagine if, you're, if your hair pops out the bottom right. so, basically improper behavior for a woman yeah so i think ben oz who has is dead set on changing 
her country and allowing women to ride and has gotten more women into riding, teaches women, and has not been stopped by the patriarchy and the customs of her country. To me, that is cool. Ben Shafe. Ah, right so on. cool. What That's a awesome. hero. I want to be her when I grow up. All right, take Actually, a vote. No, yeah. Super cool. Hey, cool, cool. cool. cool, cool. All right. Hell yeah. Cool. All right, who wants to go next? All right, I'll go. I got one. Okay, let oh, Bagel oh, go. Go ahead, Bagel. Okay. <clears throat> oh. Now, now, this might be, I might be going out on a limb here. Oh, here we go. This is going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Because this, this is not involving motorcycles. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not involving even two wheels. Oh, okay. This is Ape Racing. Oh, oh yes. Now maybe this is just maybe this is just my current obsession. But but I gotta say Oppy Oppe Racing is looks absolutely Have I seen this? awesome. Okay. I saw this a documentary is, on, on this with uh, Guy Martin. For people just who do don't know YouTube, for people who AP, don't know, explain what an Oppe is. How do you, how do you spell okay, it? Okay, so an an Ape is a Vespa AP. three wheeler. Now the Vespa in Italian <clears throat> means wasp. Ape in Italian means bumblebee so it's basically this big bumbling little three-wheeled scooter scooter motor powered <laughs> vehicle that they would use for for city deliveries in oh italy now yeah. because this thing was ubiquitous and they sold it everywhere and it's all over italy of course kids are gonna want to play with them and tune them and have fun with them and out of this was birthed the idea of Ape racing. So you're taking these little clunky three-wheelers and you're fitting them out with custom performance suspension, uh, you, often with, with four-cylinder motorcycle engines that are 100-plus horsepower, and taking them on the track and racing them. We'll be this clear, be, this isn't sidecar racing. No, no, this is not right. sidecar. This is, this right. is uh, one wheel in the front, Two wheels in the back with a little cab in the front that you are the person sitting inside of, and and you with the handlebars inside the cab that that oh, you are throwing oh. this thing around and oh, drifting. I'm looking, it's a, they got these drifting wheels in the back like a big wheel. All right, and yeah, yeah. they fucking drift. Yeah, it's, it's like insane. a giant powered big wheel. All right, here, here. you're you're powering this down a racetrack, whether it's dirt or asphalt, doesn't matter. Either one goes. Do they put like Hayabusa motors in them? No, no, exactly. No. Here, here's <laughs> yes. here's the hard yes. sell on this because I've oh, seen this bagel nuts. and it's all kinds of stupid. Mm-hmm. But here's the hard sell bagel. How well did they do on the berms? And the jumps on these tracks. Uh, uh, I'm not sure they really cut out for that. <laughs> if you've seen the racing, part of the hold on, part of the race is that the passenger has to get out and push it over because it it bottoms out on the berms and gets stuck. Uh, is there a passenger in these? No, I, I yes. think there's a, bunch, a couple yeah. different versions. I've seen of it this. with the passenger. Maybe, maybe, maybe and they maybe have to push it classes. off of the berm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe um, maybe there are different classes, but I'm, I'm just looking. I've been looking at like the solo classes where there's just a solo rider. Oh, you have to carrying have a it carrying it around a track, like just pushing this thing to its limit speed wise. Here's one in the snow. It, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. absolutely awesome because this thing is in the snow. It, it's 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 drifting around you know corners in the asphalt, just launching this thing, and, and it's staying on the ground and moving. I mean, it it looks it looks absolutely impossible. That that this could actually work, but the the weight is set so low in it that that it actually handles. 
Yeah, it, so it defies reason. So would you say it's reason. more stable than, say, an ATC 250? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Everything is more absolutely. stable than an ATC 250. Yeah. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, even an ATC 70. So yeah. basically what Bagel is presenting is racing dumb things. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Oh, this, <laughs> one is, yeah. this was an yeah. awesome fun yeah. thing to race. Yeah. For anybody playing along, <laughs> there is a fabulous uh, like documentary. Yeah, that's available yeah. on YouTube where Guy Martin, mm-hmm. our our true hero of mm-hmm. everything, uh, gets in one of these things our and sends it. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> hoons this thing around for a day. It nice. is totally worth watching. I'm sure, Bagel, you'll find it if you haven't already. The wheels look okay. just like a big wheel, big Op- wheel wheels. Ape racing. Yeah. Jim's got to discover it. So should we vote? Oh, I'm two Absolutely. Hands. Oh, oh yeah. well, that's bagel. a cool, cool. cool, cool Super cool. cool. You get so, an extra star. Three for three. Oh, so we're doing far. pretty good. All right. John, you ready for this? Sure. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, let's see if anyone doesn't reach the No, bar. everyone's going to say this is cool. I, All right. Let's see. Well, <laughs> we're gonna, no. shrimping uh, is cool. Okay. I like the shrimp. <laughs> what, what I'm going to say is... <laughs> 1970s motorcycle culture is cool. That this is that's your what? That when I think mm. about like Malcolm Smith and Steve McQueen and on any Sunday and you know early road racing and the development of motocross and the transition from British bikes to horse it, it was it's it's the greatest time it's the coolest time ever in motorcycle. Are you saying it's better than the 60s yes. or the 80s? Yes. Cuz it really set the tone for like everything mm. else that come came after it. It, there it, were there were a lot of boobs too. Well, that's never not cool. Are you saying that the seventies is the coolest? Seventies is the coolest for motorcycling yes. in general by far. Yes. And when you okay, because mm. I think this is curious. Because mm. I want to support. Cool. I, I want to support your, your Thank point. You. When you say mm. cool, what what is what's cool? The culture, the bikes themselves, like people yes. rode in football helmets, <laughs> like. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> or the creativity, right? Think about the creativity in the What's Bay cool Area about it 60s. is it was it was almost ubiquitous. There were all kinds of different motorcycles and everybody was riding from little kids. It wasn't as careful and like protected as it is now. And you know, kids would start out with little jumps and make little rum, 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 when you go over your jump, you know, and, and it just is the it was the best time ever to be in, in motorcycles. And then you had the uh, also, street bikes of that area, you had like the Mach three. Exactly. Which was uh, yeah. Also, the creativity. Yep. And also, the creativity of mm-hmm. the motorcycle custom world just yes. went to another level yep. during the seventies. Yep. So Especially there, the that area. was a huge part of it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Is that is that the end of your presentation? Because I want to. Well, I didn't even get into the racing aspect. Really, was well, that the that. cool cool but kicker? Are, are you so? You're saying the nineteen the seventies is the coolest yes. decade yep. across the board yep. for motorcycling all around. Full stop. Yes. That's your yep. When you count not it, just the whole thing, the the way it impacted the the general culture, the way it um, the way it kicked a lot of people into I, the sport. I, I think you might have some dissension here. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. <clears throat> do you do you have a follow up question, or do you, should we just get to the vote? Let's vote, vote, and then discuss. Well, well, let's talk. Let's can, talk. Let's talk about this some well, more. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, hold on, Bagel. I think I got this. Talk about here, John. I'm going to try and help you. Okay, good. I think you're close, mm-hmm. but you have not. I didn't yet, mention Evil Knievel as part of that. You had, too. have not yet really driven home why that is where the cool is concentrated. So, why is that 
the coolest. I would say it's the first time that motorcycle culture broke through to the o- overall culture in a very different way. You'd, on it's Saturdays, you'd see Knievel jump in buses. You'd see, on you know, you'd have the... Um, but, hang on. But then you'd have, yeah. like, the, the super bikers, <clears throat> which was early. But that might actually motorcycle make racing motocross a wide world of sports. Yes. That yeah. might yeah. make Friends it AMA series. They used uncool. To show because <clears throat> when I started off riding in the mid-70s, a lot of... And it was different... England has a different culture yeah. to America. Yep. But when I started riding in in the mid-70s, a lot of the guys from the 60s were still around. Mm-hmm. And they were a lot cooler than I was. All right. I'm going to try and help you, John. All right, good. Because I think you're close. I think <clears throat> if you said, who's cooler than Evil Knievel? Steve Nobody. McQueen. Malcolm Smith. Smith. Who's cooler than Steve McQueen? Nobody. Malcolm Smith. Nobody. Who's cooler than Malcolm Smith? Bob Hanna Hurricane. Steve McQueen. If you say the epitome of cool, <laughs> mm-hmm. the people the from the motorcycle culture who represent the Arthur Fonzarelli. epitome of cool. Sonny Angel. I mean, fuck <laughs> me. That's going back Sonny, to the... Sonny right? Barger. No, well, no, Sonny Angel. Oh, okay. That's so Sonny I think if you put it that 40s. way, if you, so, the epitome of cool. I also would like to okay. support John's argument, and I will underscore yours. The Hollywood actor who's... I'm supporting... Just trying to help him get there. Yeah. Well, and mm-hmm. the Hollywood actor with the nickname of King of Cool, mm-hmm. who knows who this is, starred in Papillon, starred mm-hmm. in Bullet. Steve Lee. McQueen. Lee. Yeah. Steve McQueen. So Steve yeah, McQueen. Steve McQueen. Came, yeah. I, I know, but I'm just yeah. reaffirming because his yeah. name was actually, and he's the coolest fucking, that's like my spirit animal. Exactly. I have other Steve inspirational people, but animal. I just want to support that. <laughs> exactly. Also, and that's when you had he, guys riding the Unrideables, the two-stroke GP yeah. bikes. But right? hang on. When was uh, Steve McQueen at his coolest? Well, 60s and early that, 70s. Oh, oh, still 70s. Well into the it's 70s. Still, it's well into the 70s. But yeah. No, but he was mm-hmm. at when his. When Bullet was 68. And, 68. and he rode a wave, you know, for years after that. When was know, on any Sunday film? 71, I think. Yeah. And yeah. when was Bullet? 68. 68. Oh, because Bullet is pretty fucking cool. Because, and I mean, I'm actually, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to mm-hmm. go vote against this. Not because I don't agree, because I was there, John. Mm-hmm. And I, so, I mean, the yeah. 70s were incredibly cool. But I think for me to vote that the 70s are cool would be just to brush under the carpet of how fucking cool English motorcycle culture was in the 60s. Yeah. And it was the but coolest the only, of the cool. Yeah. I, the only context I have is the U.S. Yeah, and that, there you okay. are. John, yeah. we're so, going to so take maybe, the vote. But do, do we, do we want to frame this as no. U.S. in the 70s? No, then? no. We're not going to, because I'm, I'm going to say we're going to take a vote, but I'm going to say, John, that was a decent attempt. I it see, was good. I see why you went there. Yes. We were talking just like rods. I see why you went there. There was a decent that. attempt. It was a boost. But okay. let's vote. <laughs> okay. Are you going to fart? What was that? No, that, that was voting. That was the vote. Oh, 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 oh Jesus. Okay. I thought you were passing gas. Scotty, no. you're breaking my heart here. I can't say it's... You're not uncool. supposed to call it out. No, I mean, it's cool. It, right. is, it is cool. But, but it's not cool. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying the other decades aren't cool also, but that's the coolest. Yeah, yeah. No, it's I cool think... I, John, we voted. We're moving I'm on. Yeah, we're moving on. You're still on. cool. Yeah. Just not cool, cool. I, st- I stand a descent. All right. <laughs> uh, we got... I'll take a crack at it. All right, <laughs> Scotty. All right. Now that you see... I'm voting against your Scotty. I don't care what it is. That's fine. Oh, come on. I'll still love you. <laughs> um, when I'm when I'm out riding and having a good time, even if I'm by myself with friends, whatever, 
I'm out and enjoying the air, enjoying the, the roads, enjoying my time. And one of the fun things is, is when people wave at me. You know, little, little couple fingers. Even when I was on the Nike and three fingers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that scooterists... Do you get a singer, single finger when you're on your, your Yeah, you know, from time to time. But hey, I think that scooterists <laughs> are out there doing the same thing. I always wave yep. at scooterists. I think waving at scooterists is the cool thing to do. Are scooters Aww, stable you, enough Daddy. to wave? I mean, if you actually take your hand off the handlebar of a scooter bagel... Doesn't it like dash you into the ash? <laughs> oh no, you're you're much more stable to take your hand off the handlebar on a scooter than you are on like a Harley. That's not true at all. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but no. yeah, that's so, that's my thing. Is I think right. they're waving the other uh, the other road users that are enjoying I, the same things. I'm gonna argue. I'm gonna argue with Fine, you. Fine, you can argue with me. because, and I've long said that we know that there are scooters like Bagel who have proven themselves over and over that they are cooler than many of us bikers. But I feel like I have been taken when I wave at a scooter and it is a flip flop wearing kid. In oh shorts. yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. Like I, I got screwed in that deal. You live in flip flop town though. I know. I'm Doesn't just saying. Matter. So, <laughs> but you're being the better person, I, but I don't wave at all scooters. I try and size them up first. Mm. And what mm. I do instead of waving is I nod my head because that could have been a sneeze. <laughs> we don't know. You can interpret that Plausible as an acknowledgement of your existence or a a sneeze. Yeah, <clears throat> I I'm surprised we're even discussing this. To be honest, well, it's not we have a whole movie about this. <laughs> yeah, we right, did make yeah. a movie, a I whole know, movie right? that, that won awards. But <laughs> when you said blanket waving it. Scooters. Scooters, I, kids no. on Surons, I'll wave at no. everybody. So where to hang on? Can Ams. No. Hang no. on. No, wave at the no. Can Ams. No. No. Yeah. No. no. I do. Can I do, but with three fingers. Spider. Yeah. Yep. No. And the yep. thing is, mm-hmm. we have consistently trashed Can Am spiders on this show. And Not then we and entirely. then we, we had Tyler Risk on. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Tyler rides a spider. Because, <clears throat> fuck me, she's got an incredible story. Mm-hmm. And so they they suddenly became uncool and then cool. But right. I can't put my hand on my heart and say a wave at them still. Because uh, you know what? not that, every spider rider is as cool as Tyler. That may be, but you know, not every motorcycle rider is as cool as any of us. But we still wave at them. And that that mm. podcast with Tyler changed my mind about spiders, and I wave to them now. Okay, I, I use my yeah. nod. <laughs> yeah, you see, it comes in handy. My sneeze because yeah. they're they're mm. wearing helmets, they're exposed, they're out on the road, they're getting out. I'm going to wave to okay. them. Okay, so I don't care about what their reasons are, or, you know, what their motivations are. They're doing it. I'm going to acknowledge that. I'm going to give him props. For so that. what we're going to distill it down to, Scotty, is you are the the cool part is the camaraderie between people on two wheels. Are you saying that you think that people who wave at scooters are cool? Mm, no, I I, I am closer. I to would say so. Emma's only well, obviously just the camaraderie um, of the camaraderie between road users that are taking additional risks, like Emma was talking about a little earlier. <clears throat> and uh, and getting out in a way that isn't available if you have four wheels. I will say that, yes, we encourage waving at all two-wheeled riders, 
maybe even the three wheel. We have never encouraged waving at a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling all bullshit on this <laughs> 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 conversation. We literally but made a movie you, about. <laughs> so I think my daughter waved a giant dildo, possibly at bagel. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that works. That works. <laughs> Just to I, drive the point if home. If I remember, Jim, <laughs> that you actually endorsed the chimpanzee approach to scooters <laughs> and flinging feces at them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wasn't that something? <laughs> but you I would say, except that AMA me. vintage. That's, I will say that your presentation is more of a PSA and not. Not a cool thing. Fair enough. All right, let's wrap it up. That's fine. Okay, can, so we will down. vote on how cool it is to wave at scooters. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, it is cool to wave at scooters. No, it's not. Just not cool, cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm sorry, Bagel. I see you all. I see you all. Bagel, you are absolutely cool, cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was also crying, biting yeah. into a sandwich. You're not waving to yeah. me either, are you? <laughs> crying into his beer. I don't see any hands over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Neil? Sure. Yeah. Pressure's on, Neil. Yeah. Pressure's on. Yeah, pressure is home. on. Because <laughs> uh, they're cool? turning. They're turning now. Right. So what I think is <laughs> cool <laughs> is much more prosaic than what... Yeah, the great, three great things so far. It's a big word. So, I know. Yikes. So going into a motorci- motorcycle shop, you know, so I had this experience. I went to, to Santa Clara Cycles, Doug's mm-hmm. shop. Yep. And they ha- he has great. a lot of great bikes there for sale on the floor. And one mm-hmm. of them was this really clean sealed 72 Scrambler. Okay. Ooh, right? Nice. And so – it had a detail on it that brought me right back to my childhood because my uncle had one of these when I was like six years old, and so it, 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 one. Of, so what his had on it was this thing called a snuffer knot. What? What? Mm. A okay, snuffer knot. This got interesting. Have to spell what? That. I don't understand what you're like talking about. S n u f dash r dash n o t. So snuffer knot. Have you heard of this, Emma? I think this is an American thing. Okay. Yeah. So a snuffer knot looks like a washer on, <laughs> that has a bolt on it with like, like a twisty thing. And you, you take off your, your muffler, you put this on the end of the pipe so you can close it and quiet the bike down oh. or open it up and, and have that full 250cc, you know, to make you go faster. Where is this? Is this thing. just something so, that you carry in your pocket? No, it's it, you mount it in the pipe. <laughs> it's a butt plug for your the, motorcycle. The, is the it a butterfly valve? The end of Butter, the pipe. Yeah, it's basically a butterfly valve. With a knob, yeah. so With you can knob. adjust so, it. So it's, so it's kind of like a retro version of whistle tips. Do you remember much. those? <laughs> John likes playing Not with his quite. Knob, pretty much. Right. So, <laughs> so okay. Snuff or not. Snuff or not. Yeah. So I think about so so I look what, at modern what? cars and yeah. some modern motorcycles have one that's electronically controlled. Like for oh, example, yeah, that's true. my V-Strom yeah, has bypass. that. Oh right, right. So it has this little servo gizmo that opens this valve or closes it. It, it yep. opens up at around five fifty five hundred. Yeah, RPM. but that does a different yeah. job. I know it does. That's for back pressure, but it does keep the bike quiet. But it's but it's the not same a snuff idea. or not. But it's not a snuff or not. It's the 21st century version of a snuffer knot. Okay, it's, so it's the same idea, just applied in a different so, way. So, are you saying your friend so, is saying a snuffer knot is so, cool? So that brought me right back to being six years old, staring at my uncle's 250 scrambler, remembering rides on it, and remembering doing the snuffer. And knot. that's cool. Was that? I'm glad you just weren't looking at your was, uncle's snuffer knot. <laughs> 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 
Uncle Ernie Snuffernut. Yeah. Um, was that a 1970s bike? No. No, when 1960s. Was... Oh, no! the coolest decade. Mm. How about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been about uh, 65 or 66. Yeah, sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. Snuffernot. Snuffernot. All right, I'm just gonna. We're gonna take the vote. I'm just gonna say I don't even know, need to know what it was just by the name. I'm like, I'm, that's cool. I'm torn, sure. <laughs> Why not? Can't vote for it. I'm sorry. Well, Obscure motorcycle yeah, parts fine. are cool. Well, because oh. it's not 1970s. No, 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 no. It's, not even it's, it's rude. Because I think it should be open all the time and loud. It's rudimentary technology, but it is effective. But I and I think. If we distill it down, I think what Neil's getting to is these, a lot of this charming, simple stuff from the 1960s. It was a simpler time. Bikes were simpler. You know, accessories were simpler. Life was simpler. Okay, so we had how many? Three, three kukuls? How many? Yeah, I'll go cool. No, and the rest, you, no, no, no. We a, already voted. How oh, many, yeah, how many got a, a cool cool? Oh. Ben Oshafe? I'll give it one. Yeah. Motorcycles in general, and you know. <laughs> well, I—I I mean, I took the easy way out, and I'm the first to admit it. But off a racing, it was as good a place okay. as any to start. There you go. Now we have determined what is cool. Cool. Motorcycles are just the coolest because that's yeah. why we're here. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Took the easy way. Well, <laughs> thank you, right. everyone, for playing along. I just wanted to do that. I don't get to play. Oh, you didn't go? What the fuck? I am so sorry. <laughs> uh, go oh, ahead, Jim. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm kidding. I forgot. Oh, because um, you had said you wanted to go in the bigger one. Yes. Go oh, ahead. I don't care. Anyway, so I'm gonna. <clears throat> Go quick in a in a broad sense. Inspiration is what I think is cool, okay. and I think we all draw inspiration from different places, right? It might be from 1970s motorcycle culture, and you want oh, to build a chopper. He's doing here, right? It. it might be inspiration from Love. Mother Nature, right? You dream, you you read John Muir as you venture into the the, the redwoods or up into the Sierras, okay. right? So I'm going to say inspiration is what's cool. So wherever we all find mm. it. And if you haven't found an inspiration in a while, I will say look for it because it, it abounds all this around us. So more specifically, this is where it gets cool, cool. I'm okay. going to be inspiration <laughs> provided by Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, okay. Because I'm educating Liza here and trying to get yep. Who is the coolest of the cool? He's that guy with a hat. Right? He's just, yeah. He's yeah. A, it's the guy with sunglasses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, Generally, he's, he and wears a floppy hat and yellow colored aviator and I'm just glasses. Trying Shorty to connect. Shorts. Take a, a nexus with Liza and Hunter S. Thompson to get her excited. So a couple of quotes quickly, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll... Some people will tell you slow is good, but I'm here to tell you that fast is better. I've always believed this, in spite of the trouble it's caused me. Being shot out of a cannon will always be better than being squeezed out of a tube. That's why God <laughs> made fast motorcycles, Bubba. <laughs> right. His second more famous quote that a lot of will recognize is, faster, faster, until the thrill of speed overcomes the fear of death so i will say inspiration i think is cool secondly find people that are personally inspirational to you so a if you've ever seen fear and loathing if you know anything about hunter s thompson me john uh craig and some other fools are heading down to the desert south of barstow um i'm beginning to feel lightheaded that yes so pass the ether in a salt <laughs> shaker full of coke. We're going. So, just, ether, just oh to be clear, God. just to be clear, is your presentation that Hunter S. Thompson is cool or just inspiration is cool? Inspiration is cool. And more specifically, wherever you find your own personal inspiration. Right. And okay. more specifically, Hunter S. Thompson's fucking cool. Whenever I ride, I always have Barry in my heart. And as long as I keep Barry in my heart, 
I can write fast. You're talking about he, Barry Gibb? Barry Sheen? Barry Sheen. Yes, oh. Barry Sheen. He was the For me, it's Barry Gibb. The, yeah, and Barry Gibb. <laughs> what about Manilow? <laughs> you could, I've, heard you, I've heard you sing in that falsetto. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, you draw an inspiration. And a lot <laughs> of the reason I write, write like I do is because of Barry Sheen, who's always been, to me, the greatest of the greats. So I'll endorse that. Demon Insp- laid on the brakes. Yeah. Hey, Emma. Ah, 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 ah. Staying alive, staying alive. There you go. So, um, okay, we're voting on inspiration. So, personally, my spirit animal is Steve McQueen, sixties and seventies. Okay, you're just so you're just going all, all over the board. Keep giving me. You're going all over. Give me chances. I'm just you're you're yes. You're presenting. Oh, say Hunter S. Inspiration. Yeah. Inspiration. Okay. Do does anyone need any more clarification? Or are you guys ready to vote? We're gonna, who's going to vote against inspiration? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah super cool, dude. Yeah, Lies inspiration is the greatest it. thing. Lies trying to find a reason. <laughs> it wasn't that a Calvin Klein perfume. What? Sure. Inspire. I, I will say yes, and I'll, I was going to say oh, a lot of the things that you mentioned aren't inspiring to me, but mm. there are YouTube videos I've been watching of yeah. car mechanics that have got me inspired to go rent some more you what, know what got so me going on it. this was listening to uh emma and you and everyone else's story because everyone's story i think was inspirational in a <clears throat> yeah, sense yeah, yeah. right so anyway whatever yeah when you stay with the broader term inspiration i'm in yeah, all right well there you go we got another cool 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 cool, I cool. Think so. cool. Yeah. all right so um you guys wanted to do a uh you guys are going to the desert soon we yeah. are yeah mm-hmm. and i have a question for you because mm-hmm. every year you find something stupid to do Mm. What what's the stupid thing you're going to do this time? I can't say it. <laughs> yep. It's what do you? It's I not, literally think it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> like really illegal. We could say what it involves, right? No, that's <laughs> fine. Does uh, it involve flames? Some people like cucumbers pickled. <laughs> Love it. Anyhow, okay. Huh? What does it involve? Firearms. Or weapons. Yeah, I don't think we need to push this one. Does it involve baby oil? No, those are your camp outs. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be all, all, all harmless it fun. Baby all oil. harmless fun. Okay. Yeah. There's so much fun uh, inspiring nonsense I was, to get up you know, I was telling Craig about the route you took us on last time. where We, we looked to the south and just that road went... Across the oh, road yeah. and into nowhere. That's my favorite thing. So we'll check that out too. But yeah. My so thing. we've had a bunch of people responding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting messages from people about the location. Um, yeah. So I'm stoked. People are bringing firewood, which is great. The weather's going to be funky. It's We're going to get a little bit of everything. It's going to be beautiful when I get down there on Tuesday and Wednesday. It's going to rain maybe half an inch on Thursday. Might even fucking snow. God, it's going to be great. It'll keep mm. the dust down. Oh my God. Come fl- Friday. And, and it'll probably change between now and then anyway. But if we get a little bit of rain, it like packs the sand down. It erases all the tracks. It's like awesome. So it's going to be a bitchin' week. I don't know oh, if you've oh. ever ridden on uh, real sand shortly after a torrential rain. Mm. It is like riding on Velcro. It's wicked. It is so I good. Have, yeah. You can corner. Yeah. The only thing that's going to keep you from cornering sharper is how many G's you can pull without passing out. It's it is awesome. so cool. The desert after rain <laughs> oh, is wow. awesome. I, I know that. I know we already played the cool, cool game, but I'll tell you something else that's cool, cool. Tell us. Jim's flag. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was almost brought it tonight. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we're heading out to the <clears> desert and. If anyone's curious, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Liza the GPS coordinates and my flag to post. I think on the Facebook, but 
you know, it, you can find us, but it's still good to know if you're like rolling in with a bunch of people and you don't exactly know who you're looking for. I don't think you even need to provide a picture. Just the color alone will stand out. Yeah, it was almost the biggest flag I could get that was in like a hot pink. Is that what it was? <laughs> hot, so, hot pink. I mean, those of us that venture out Gi- into and the, giant, giant. Yeah, those of us that venture out into the into the country, you'll people like their flags. I've never been a flag person, but you see the flags. I'll just say that. And I wanted to represent the Mitzvahs properly, but also give someone a beacon to be like, oh, obviously that's yeah. the camping area. <laughs> so nice. it's it's got to be like five by six, and it's bright pink, and it's a Hunter S. Thompson logo. So if people are familiar with it, it's the hand clutching the peyote with two thumbs and the dagger coming down in the Gonzo logo. But I spray painted Misfits and stencils across it. So just look for the hot pink flag. With a gonzo and misfits on it. So if anybody's coming at night, are we going to put... They should let us know so we can put the red lights up. Here's what I'll say. As I was shocked, I th- I'm like, people cannot find us at night. <clears throat> but if you put a, the GPS coordinates, it's on my Instagram, and I'll give it to Liza oh, yeah. Post on... F- the GPS will take you in the middle of the darkness right within 30 feet of where we are. Great. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, people will find it. I'm also going to put lights on it. It'll be. It's a 20-foot <clears throat> flagpole I got, so it'll be hopefully obvious. I was going to put a penis with wings. But eh, you know, yeah. maybe next year. I think you're. I think you made a good <laughs> too, choice. Too obvious. Thank you. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's so. Look for the pink flag with the the Gonzo symbol on it. <laughs> the fist with the fist. I know. Yeah. yeah. With peyote, but uh, yeah. So yeah, we're heading down. I'll be there. Are we talking about it? I'll talk briefly. Mm-hmm. Then I got to split because mm-hmm. got to see my girl. But we're gonna. I'm gonna be down there Tuesday around lunch. I think we have podcast listener coming in from Utah. Someone else coming in Tuesday afternoon. Um, everybody's bringing firewood and we're going to get all sorts of weather and shit and we're going to ride bikes and go to Hammertown. Emma, yes. can you please stop playing with the noisy toy? Oh, that's what that sound was. Yes. I'm sorry. It's Emma being bored. And <laughs> no, I'm not being bored. Toy. No, I was listening to every word that Jim was saying. Sorry, Jim. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Anyway, this, this time tomorrow, I'm like rolling into Bakersfield, listening to Chet Baker or something. I don't know. Nice. So anyway, yeah, we'll be out in the desert. Come on down. Going to have a hoot. Going to have us time. Light shit on fire. Do stupid shit. Oh, it's going to be great. I think I should bring not a ramp. Oh. Oh, yeah. Do you have a good board here? Mm. Maybe I'll swing by and snag something. Do, do you have, John, not, an you have not a ramp? Not an him. <laughs> no, you better have your helicopter insurance out there. Yeah, uh, we'll bring it out a ramp though. Did you see? Oh, you didn't, you didn't see your on Facebook. Did you guys see that video I posted on their recycle page? Oh God, of the guy in the mud, the guy jumping on a flaming ramp. And oh, yes. I'm like, oh, oh that's that. perfect for vintage Well, he didn't days. even really endo. I mean, he parted <clears throat> company from his bike at the end of the ramp. <laughs> that was inspirational. I think, I think I our, friend, yeah, yes. our, our, our friend A.D. Crawford made a post on that that, that said, that may or may not be GPP. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would have landed it. All right, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce, though, because okay. I'm, I'm out of here tomorrow night. Um, so cool. I'm seeing everyone. Be Until safe, Jim. I'll you see do. you when yeah. you get back. Yeah. Oh, that's nothing. It's going over 17 every day. That's dangerous. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's oh, true. yeah. Oh, All right. See you, Jim. Right fast. Take chances. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, I have a challenge for the group. A shalom. We're going to work together, but we're going to take turns here. Okay. I thought it would be fun if we try and do the alphabet game, uh-huh. naming Woo-hoo. either a model or brand of motorcycle. 
for each letter and see if we can get through this. Okay. Now, it's not like yep. a competition. We're working right. together, but I'll start, and we'll go one by one through all the letters. And if you get really like you got nothing, look around the room. Maybe somebody will offer something up, and we'll help each other. Because I think it's it's a fun challenge. Because just when we were playing out in the garage, and you're like, uh, 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 well, yeah, you know, I mean, it's like brain freeze. And it's, it is kind of hard. But I think we can do it. So I am going to start. And I'm going to go with a pretty rare motorcycle, the alligator. Oh. A for alligator. Tell us more. Oh, no, I've got, no, it's the gurney, the Dan Gurney alligator. Okay. That's my A hmm. bike. So it can be a model or a brand. All right, we're going to John. B. Benelli. Benelli. Of course, Benelli. Jamati. Mm-hmm. How do you, what? Jamati. Is that with a J? No. C. Jamati. C. Yeah. Is that uh, Italian. Peruvian? No, no, it's Italian. Beautiful little things. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. All right, Neil. Ducati. There you go. Yeah. I don't know if I'm imagining this or not, but is there an England motorcycle? E-N-G-L-I-N? Eglin. Oh, Eglin. 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 Fritz Eglin. And there was like the Eglin Vincent. Yes, yes, mm. yes. Eglin. Very good. Thank you. All right, Bagel. F. The Flying Merkel. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, well, yes. I'm going to go with very simple. Uh, I'm going to go with the, I'll, I'll go rare, the GS80. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. H2. <clears throat> oh, the model. Mm. Or you could do Hodaka. I could do Hodaka, yeah. Oh, I will go Italjet. Italjet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jawa. Yeah, Ooh, no, good. Yeah, good, good call. Good. Kawasaki. Oh, very Kawasaki. good. Kawasaki. Yeah, the yeah, other one. Yeah. All right, Bagel. La Verda. Ooh. Ciao, Bella. I will go Malaguti. Yes. All right. Uh, NT700? 750? <clears throat> whatever the... Yeah. Yeah. The NT model from the Honda. The NT? Yeah. What's the NT? Isn't that the... You seven, mean the NC? Oh, okay, that was yeah, NC, the NC, there we go. NC yeah, that was, yeah, but he was right with the N. He was just picking anything aside from Norton. Yes. Oh, that's true. I didn't <laughs> think of Norton. <laughs> that would have been too easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's go to Spain. Osa. Ooh, mm-hmm. good one. Ooh. Uh, Piaggio. Very mm-hmm. good. Q. Yikes. That's the relatively easy thing. No, Liza, you what can't do world that. Was Liza, that? you can't do I that. I didn't give it a clue. <laughs> it was not helpful. Uh, it was confusing. Uh, cu- yeah. I have <laughs> Chinese, I Chinese motor. Chinese manufacturer. I mean, if we're working together, we could, you could just say it. QJ. <laughs> oh, no. QJ. QJ, yeah. I'm not familiar with it. Quan Jin. Quan Jin. Oh, All right. <laughs> or the NSU quickly. Liza. Another option. What? The quickly. Quickly. Yes. The, yeah. Which is the last thing it ever was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anything, anything but. Yes. R. Right. Is that is bagel? That bagel. Oh, R? Is it my turn? Yes. Uh, the uh, Raketa, which Ooh. is a, an up, a very obsolete scooter. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with a bike that has long been on my list of I will one day own one of these. I have not yet. Is the ST90. Ooh, mm-hmm. that would be That's a good one. I, I, I'm disappointed, though. I thought you were going to say Estella. No, ST90. <laughs> it's a blown up Trail 70. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. That's a really that's cool a one. That's a bigger, very bigger cool wheel. Trust yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's like a nice one to have. T120. Oh, yes, that's a good one. Yep. I'm going to go for a really rare one. 1920s American, the underslung. Ooh. He knows. It's kind of it's a it's kind of a scooter car. It's got two mm-hmm. wheels. <laughs> it's the underslung. Yeah. Very rare thing. So I could go modern or vintage, and I think I'm gonna go vintage. I'm gonna go with Villaset. Mm-hmm. Very good. nice. All right, I'm stick with W now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my word. <clears throat> I feel like if I wasn't here with y'all staring at me, I could probably come up with one. <laughs> but I'm lost. I don't know. It's a W thing. There is one. You can you can have a clue. It's um, not all who are lost. The wander, the wanderer, the wanderer. What is that? I don't even know what that it's is. a wanderer. It's, a it's German. That's true. <clears throat> Yeah, that's Wanderer. Wanderer. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's gibt good <laughs> for your Wanderlust. Oh, and Bagel gets X. X. Well, uh, I was going to say for the W, there's also the W250, but for the X, mm-hmm. I will offer the X Country from BMW. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> good one. Nice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Why? Yes. There's so many. So many. I'm just going to go slam dunk Yamaha. Yeah. Yamaha. All right. Z- Come on. You Z- got this. You got this, John. You Zero. got this. Ding, ding, there Zero. you go. Ding, ding, or you could have had Okay. Up. That was my other one. Yeah. Do you think we yeah. can do another round? Do you think we can keep it going and not repeat? Maybe. Ooh, maybe. So that means I start with A? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Germany. The Adler. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, good as B. Yeah, yeah, you weren't prepared for oh, this. Oh, no. I, I, <coughs> oh, I, I got one. What's next? B. 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 I was going to say Benelli. Think, uh, hey, I'll give, I'll give you a hint. Hey, a little help. That's the are, hint. We, are we just doing round robin here? Think, or, of, think or? of a logo that does that. What? Oh, yes. You know. Well, of course, yes, a BMW. There uh, you go. I was thinking Bull Taco. <clears throat> but. Yeah, 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 there's a lot. Bull Taco, Chimoto. Mm-hmm. A C. I don't know. Definitely a case of brain lock. Ooh, I got it. Kajiba. I got to see. Oh. Kajiba, yeah, that's good. Little Bagel, don't jump in too soon. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that's yeah. okay. Are we still going in order here? Yeah, 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 but it was Scotty's oh, okay. turn. Yeah, well, that's Okay, I'm sorry. I appreciate it. You saved Scotty. All right. All right, do, you bagel, to, do you want to do D then, Scotty? Nah. <laughs> All right, you you got D. Do me? D. Yeah, yeah, D. Yeah, bagel. Come on, D. D M R. Oh yes. Is that German? <laughs> yes. D M R. Diemstow. Well, then I'm gonna head over to Italy yeah. for the Energica. Mm-hmm. Ciao. Ooh, very nice. Yes. Uh, F eight hundred, F eight fifty, BMW. Okay. Um, let's go to Italy again for a Gilera. Mm-hmm. Buono, buono. H. So, Ital Moto? Versus, not Ital Jet, because that was already. No, H. you're on H, darling. You're on H. Oh, I'm, I'm H. You're H. You're H. <laughs> oh. Uh, the, here's one. Horex. Oh, yes. I was just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. You could have had. Hodaka. Or Hayabusa. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. or Hayabusa. Yeah. Stretched or shrunk. Either way. Yeah. Hey. I feel like I've completely lost my, my abilities here. I don't know. Ital uh, Moto? 
don't know what that is. I got. I can. I can help you. Hold on. Try. Just want to let me dangle for a minute. Yeah, dangle for a minute. Are you thinking brand or model? I was thinking. You're looking around the room, but I've got to probably switch that up. (gasps) I can. Oh, I can. Can I give you a clue? Please. 1980s sport bike. That is not. I'm so there's not picking a, up on that. Come I'm on, sorry. I can give you. Come on, that was that was easy. Uh, Japanese. Oh, there's a brand of uh, <clears throat> cruisers, Indian. Oh, oh there, there you go. go. There you there, see. I knew you could do it. Yeah. Thanks for. I, did you not get the eighty sport bike? Yeah, no, that didn't help. Emma, eighty sport bike. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, <clears throat> bagel. Uh, all right, and we are we on J? Yes. Uh, I would go. I would suggest the J anus. <laughs> Shout out to Cleveland Moto. (laughs) Yes. The Janus for others uh, who who are not familiar with the name. Well done. Uh, I will go with the first bike I took cross country, the K75RT. Ooh. Nice. All right. John. Oh. L? Yeah, that's one. Is it L? L. L. Hmm. And and what was the what was the L in the first round? Laverta, Laverta. Okay. There's that other scooter brand. Oh, Lambretta, yeah. Oh, oh you nice. got you got a Lambretta, right? Nice. Well done. Very nice. Well so, done. Thanks, um, thanks, Scotty. So let me see. Um, we're on M. On M. Let's go back to Spain, Montesa. Good one. Go. Ooh. A model in NX seven fifty. Mm. Yeah, How yeah, about yeah. a brand? Yeah. <clears throat> well, that, that was that. You got the answer. Oh, oh, you got it. Okay. Oh. I'm on O. O set. The little electric uh, yeah. trial scooters things. Oh, mm. is that O set? Oh. Yes. Okay, so. yeah. Okay, I'll mm. accept that. Yeah. <clears throat> Ooh. P. P. You're up, Bagel, with P. Go and have a P. Oh, am I? Yeah, yes, yes, it's you. Panigale. Oh, oh Panigale. Oh, yeah, okay. Panigale. Who put the pain in Panigale? I did. <laughs> okay, I have one. I think it qualifies. Mm-hmm. Quasar. Yes. Oh, right. yes. I sat in one at the Birmingham Museum. Yes. Ooh, very cool. Yeah. yeah, no, Quasar is a motorbike. Okay. Yeah, nice. Okay, um, RD350. Yeah, there you go. S Suzuki. How couldn't we have ignored Suzuki? Exactly. Well, yeah. Suzuki. Triumph. Oh, easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Ural. Mm-hmm. Ooh, good one. Urinal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's uh, next? PR, yeah, you, you are. You are. You are. Me? Uh, yeah. What was the V on the first round? Victory. Victory. Oh, was it was it victory? Or no, it wasn't was it? victory. It was Velocet or something. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, then, then victory. Okay, yeah. there you go. I was going to say, that was my choice. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to go to a now collectible Kawasaki, the W650. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, XT225, right? Ooh. Mm. YZ250. There you go. Good yep, times. yep. That was my backup last time. Okay. <laughs> Neil, Easiest bring it home. ZX11. There you go. Ooh. Very cool. Well done. This is something nice. I think we could just sit around and just keep going. See how well, long you know, we can keep going. It's kind of fun, though. Do another round? Yeah. I, I, no. I did. No. 
<laughs> I did extensive research, which for me is like less than five minutes. But X pr- proved to be quite a problem. Mm. You know, no, uh, I, honestly, I do have one. I, I found O the hardest one, to be honest. Oh. Yeah, always is is you always know tough. You yeah. guys were told about this. Well, there's Xmodo <laughs> is a Chinese brand. Yes, Xmodo. but that's about it. Yeah. Now there's the well the XTI said. Then there's the well, you did great the, with the cross country XR four hundred whatever. Yeah, yeah, all the XRs. Yeah. You're right. There yeah. you go. So, I mean, it's Japanese XT two twenty five. There, see, there you go. But in terms of actual make, I think it was just one. Yes, but that's why I said or model. Yes. Yeah. There was plenty to choose from. Well, that that that's, was fun. That's such a fun game. I love playing that with family. It's yeah, yeah, such yeah. a good one. It's All right. Fun. So um, for our next subject, well, I, I wanted to rehash an old topic that to me was a debatable topic that Emma shut down. And I don't even know if we talked about it on the podcast. I'll shut it down again. But I brought it up again because it's always stuck with me. I brought it up again in private to some people, and I think I have some people on my side now. You've got no one on your side, Liza. So I had presented to you a few years ago what I thought was a clever idea, and you immediately shot down. Food coloring in brake fluid. Yes. No. (laughs) Okay, hold on. No. Hold on, hold on. Let me go back to this. All right. Because when I was water based, why would you put water in your brakes? When I was flushing the brakes on my KTM last weekend, and I was like, how do you know when you flushed it through? And again, I thought, I just want to put one drop of like green or blue food coloring in there. It's the worst idea. So that once you've gotten all the color out, one drop. No. Once the color has passed, you know you're too fresh fluid. No. And I presented this no. so, to Scotty. This is something that I have done to some extent. Okay. <laughs> I have been doing this for decades. It's the worst okay. idea in Hold the on, world. Hold on, Emma. With bicycles. <clears throat> uh-huh. And with bicycles, where many, many of them use uh, not a dot fluid like we're used to on motorcycles, but they use a mineral oil. Mineral oil, yeah. And Actually, min- my KTM uses Which is not yeah. hydroscopic. Oh, shush. Um... <laughs> One of the things about that is that depending on which brand you buy, and they're interchangeable, you can buy it in red or yellow mm-hmm. or blue. Mm-hmm. So I've made a habit of always just picking a different brand. And I learned after talking about this with Liza that, uh, you know, maybe food coloring couldn't, might not be the right choice. But one of the funny things I found was that the, the DOT specification mm-hmm. actually specifies the colors. Hmm. So dot five is always a certain color. Dot four, dot five point one, they all have their specific colors. That's not true. In part to help you tell them apart so you don't end up mixing the glycol based ones with hmm. the um silicone uh, based based uh, versions of it. Hmm. But that's specific to countries. <clears throat> In some countries uh. you can get dot five, which is the silicone based one, I believe, uh in different colors. And one very popular thing to do in those countries is to change up the color. Well, that's not available here. Our dot five point one, I think, which I think I use all the time, is always that same straw color, and it's required to be that color by regulation. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not always that color. Well, there are a couple exceptions, and I've found the perfect exception for Liza. 
Oh, yeah? I have found <laughs> the blue dye that is made for hygroscopic applications. <gasps> and I've brought mm-hmm. you a bottle. This is a Mixol brand universal tinting paste. Uh, I think it's probably super toxic because it's <laughs> made of uh, a bunch of things that have... Um, it's just strings of, of vowels. Um, but I have here some blue dye, not food coloring, but dye. Don't put it in your mac and cheese. Yeah, don't eat this stuff. <laughs> um, for you to use to dye one canister of, um, I think a little goes a long way with that stuff. It looks oh. I bet, uh, pretty gnarly. But again, why do I have to put it in the canister? Why can't I just put a drop in the master cylinder when I start to flush? Of if you're, I think that if you're using the right yeah. dye, it probably wouldn't be an issue. But I think that if, my guess is that if you use this stuff, the volume too concentrated is going to be way too concentrated if you put it right one, into the master one drop? cylinder. I think that's going to be. I think this is the worst gnarly. idea in the world. Oh, shush, <laughs> you nattering what is it? <laughs> Negativism. No. <laughs> This, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut this down right now because what we've actually got is people who don't understand what they're talking about, talking about shit that they shouldn't. Any time you introduce anything new into breaking material, you are severely changing the properties of that. Brake fluid is hygroscopic. There have been yes. so many errors in this, Scotty. You know nothing about the color of dot five. It comes in purple. It comes in clear. It comes in yellow. All in this country. Dot four and dot three are completely catap- compatible with one another. Right. Severely hygroscopic. If you introduce anything into them, you are compromising the fluid. Brake fluid is naturally colored. <clears throat> it's like your piss. If it is clear or pale yellow, you are healthy. Once it starts getting dark, <coughs> you're done. How do they get the purple in? In the, in the dot five. Dot five is silicon brake fluid. It's a completely different material. I'm talking about dot three and four. You don't have any bikes that take dot five lighter. Yeah. All your bikes take dot three and four. <coughs> so, like most right, bikes right. on the road. The only bikes but that I, really take dot five are older Harleys. Right, but I think the idea here is that you can put this dye in your dot three or dot four. I think brake putting fluid. anything in brake fluid, whether but, it's suitable or not, is an appalling idea. But but, it, but if if <clears throat> the if the dye is hygroscopic itself, oh, you're it, playing with chemicals, right? Well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah. but what it was what it's but doing it's, though it's is German. you're putting this chemical in the brake fluid, the old brake fluid you're getting rid of anyway. So you're putting the dye in there so that you know. Once that is gone out of your out of your brake valve, your brake your, your bleeder right. valve, then you know you have fresh brake brake fluid in your system. That's that's my original idea. That's my original idea. So I think that's not a bad idea. No, the old stuff you're getting rid of anyway. <coughs> that lets you know once it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my point. And so I'm, that's why I don't understand why the, you're so opposed the, to this. The, the, only way you can truly know that your brake system is clear mm-hmm. is by dismantling it and actually blowing out the lines with compressed air, dismantling the, the master cylinder, dismantling the calipers. Now, when you when you bleed a brake system, especially when you power bleed a brake system like I do at the shop, 
you suck most of it out, but tiny residue remains. Now, that doesn't sure. matter because yeah. the, the body of the brake fluid has been changed. Exactly. And the color, you're yeah. on the right track by knowing the color, but right. it naturally occurs. Because it's hygroscopic and it takes stuff out of the atmosphere, it changes color naturally. And so, like your piss, if your piss goes the color of, like, brown, you better toddle off to the doctor. And when and you look at your brake fluid and it's brown, you better toddle off to the brake doctor. Okay, so let me and just... if I can, <clears throat> if yeah, I can just inter interject, if, if the brake fluid is old enough for it to become <clears throat> discolored, then yes, you can rely on that. But if your brake fluid is is not that old, but you want to flush it anyway to make sure that it doesn't have any moisture in there before it changes color, you could use this dye to dye the fluid that's in your master cylinder and flush that through to make sure that you've got that out I, of your lines I, to I make would, sure that I everything would is be new in there. Very, very, very <laughs> hesitant about adding anything to so a braking system let, let me let me double down and make this a worse idea so if you're saying it's hygroscopic <laughs> and you can't put anything water-based what if i put one drop of spray paint oh my god that's even worse it's oil-based yeah put a drop of crazy glue in there and see what happens yeah, why didn't well you that's do that? that's clear mm -hmm, that wouldn't work i need something that's color thing about it well then dye the, the crazy glue and put the crazy glue in no it's 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 any any time, the, the one thing you don't really want to mess around with is brake fluid. It's incredibly clever stuff, yes. and it's 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 brake fluid is very 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 bizarre liquid, and <clears throat> you do not want to compromise it in any way, because the one thing we rely on above all else are brakes. And if you're riding a bike with soft brakes or you're riding a bike with compromised brakes. You ain't riding, you know, and and maybe because this is how I earn my living, I'm overly paranoid about this. But brakes, you don't fuck around with brakes; they will kill you quick. I I agree with you in general, other than the fact that we're talking about flushing through. So, it but would if seem you can <clears throat> guarantee that. Every single particle of foreign stuff gets flushed and through. And you can because it's acting as a dye. So when well, I'm not sure whether no you color no. left. No, I don't think you can rely <laughs> oh, on Oh, you know that. what? I tell you what. Can tell I, you what. Before I, we hold on, before we even argue about the sort anymore, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a little bit of brake fluid into a little like water bottle, and then put a drop and see if it floats in it or if it spreads across it. It's possible that it may not even disperse. Yeah, it might not dissolve. Or it's possible long. that it may dissolve and become clear, but which why proves you, it's a really bad why idea. Why would you even do so it? Maybe I'll do an like, experiment. If it ain't well, broke, don't fix it. Why would you? Why would you? Because I want to know when I have completely. <clears throat> flushed There's a lot of other through. things to be curious about that won't kill right. you. You want to make sure that the old brake fluid is out, and you have new, <laughs> mm -hmm. all new brake fluid. And so you mark it. Right. But the, you know, now, I mean, mm. you you're never without dismantling the system. You're never going to completely get the old brake fluid out. But that doesn't matter. Because the the body, the majority is le what's left is brake fluid. <clears throat> if yeah. you have brake fluid that's compromised with another chemical, <clears throat> even though the label says it may be compatible, that ain't good enough. The only way you could put a, any kind of dye in brake fluid <clears throat> and yeah. flush it through to know that it is gone. Mm-hmm. 
Bleeding won't do that. Even power bleeding, the sort of stuff I do, won't do that. The only way is to dismantle the master cylinder, dismantle the calipers, dismantle the lines, any junction boxes, and actually forcibly clean them with brake cleaner, with compressed air, get everything out. Why do you think brake cleaner is like it is? Because it disperses completely, it completely evaporates and leaves no residue whatsoever. That's very, very important. Brake cleaner and carb cleaner are very, very different. Carb cleaner, it's it's a lot dirtier than brake cleaner. You know, you spray it and it cleans, but it leaves residue. Brake cleaner leaves zero residue, and that's very, very important because you can't you you sim you cannot compromise braking systems. You just can't do it. It's an incredibly poor idea. I think and, it's and a good idea that requires more research and understanding. Thanks to your, you know, you're your, bringing up the alarm and the and, the, the severity of this. Yeah, I mean, you have. And then I, yeah. Like, go ahead and make a I I, th- I think you 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 really have to approach this very 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 carefully, um, and. Just like, oh, yeah, this says it's suitable, so it is, is not the approach to go with brakes. If you want to try it on a cooling system, if you even want to try it in engine oil, that's fine. But I think with our listenership, with what we do and who we are, if you are suggesting on this podcast that adding stuff to braking systems because it says it's okay on the label, that is incredibly irresponsible of us. Again, we're not adding to, we are flushing through. Yeah, but you can't guarantee yes. it's gone. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. but, right. So, hold and on. I, and, mm-hmm. I, and I want to I I agree with Emma that adding foreign substances <clears throat> into your brake fluid is not a good idea. It's not going to help your braking capacity on your vehicle. And also, if if you're using the dye method, you're going to have to add the dye for every single wheel that you're bleeding and flush it through for every single wheel that you're bleeding. Because when you do the first wheel, you need to make sure that it runs through clear for that first wheel so that everything in the line is clear. And then you have to, like, so, so your rear, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have to do your front. So you have to add more dye to the master They're cylinder. They're different master cylinders. Different master cylinders. Uh, well, okay, you're right. Some bikes yeah, are linked. Different master cylinders. Some bikes are linked. Not, like, not linked. The front and the rear are linked. Yeah, right. yeah, but... And, and but, a, but you still need to make sure too. that it runs clear before you can actually use it. Uh, and but but like Emma right. said, how do you know how clear it actually is? Because all is? you're doing is looking at it. There's right. still I mean, yes, you could argue that when I when I do a flush on a brake system, yes, the brake fluid's coming out clear. So mm-hmm. I know it's through. But I also know that any residue left is brake fluid. Yeah. Once you dilute that down to a certain point, it's going to look clear anyway, and there are still going to be particles of that dye left and you're not because you can't, and because you're not going to see them, and they're compromising right. the brake fluid. But also at the same time, you could also argue that if you don't use the dye and you flush brake fluid through, you're seeing clear brake fluid, but you still may have particles of water in the system too. Yeah, you might. You know? but, but then that becomes so the reason you don't want water in the system is to keep down on corrosion and water in the system obviously you can compress water exactly so you'll know by the feel doesn't water also lower the boiling point 
It can. Sure. Yeah. So what do you know about the boiling point of that? I do we know, know when it... See? Well, good you, breaking fluid. Boiling point's like 600 plus degrees Fahrenheit, So right? I have two... I've actually... I've got a ton of brake fluid at the shop. And I use the Dot 5 on the Harleys and for the few European bikes that do it. I have mineral oil, which goes in the clutch of KTMs, mm-hmm. which is very, very special. The Magura Blood, which is like 50 bucks for a tiny little bottle like that. Oof. Then... I've got dot three and dot four, dot three for the vintage British bikes, dot four for the Japanese bikes. But then I have dot four, 600 plus, which is the high boiling point dot four, which I put in the back end of Ducatis because they have tiny little master cylinders. And anything with a tiny master cylinder that's subject to high braking in the rear, I'll use the 600 plus, which has got a higher boiling point. That's one of the reasons why, like I say, you don't just add chemicals because you could completely change the property of the brake fluid with the smallest amount. Yeah. So I want to I want to wrap this up for now, and I want to leave it open ended in that I want to ask listeners for not just their opinion, but if they have any ideas of something that they think would be less risky but is still colored. That might be able to, and I don't want something that's going to mix in because then that's going to dilute and you lose the color. Mm-hmm. I want something like, you know, oil and like vinegar, how you can see it separate and it never really combines. So you can always see it. So, so uh, that's what I'm like saying. So yeah. I think I want to say oh, yeah. for our listeners, yeah. this is a rhetorical conversation. We're not suggesting that you do anything <laughs> to your brake fluid. Yeah, under no, yes. no, this is still an experiment. No, and we're not suggesting that anybody experiment. do this. No, this is do nothing yeah. to I the said, brake fluid. I on said your brake bike, fluid please. in a bottle. But what I'm saying is, I'd like to hear from people if they have any ideas of what they think would be good to test on the bench in a bottle to see if it. Because I want something again that doesn't dilute and spread. Because that's how you will have particles, right? Right. Right. Yeah. But I still like the or, idea of being able to. Or you can put just go buy the purple brick and call it good. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, let's get to some emails. Um, I have one here from. Uh, this is from Michael Don, who says he's got a dumb Hi, question. There, there is no, no dumb, dumb question. Only dumb people. Jinx. Okay. Uh, says, Hi, Misfits. Please help in my quest in becoming more moto literate. I appreciate that he's reaching out to us for this. Yeah, that, that I need help. Entirely the wrong people. I need help in defining the following motorcycle terminology because I assume everyone knows what this is. And and here in Santa Cruz, this does mean something else. Uh, what exactly is a naked bike? Well, okay. I saw a lot of naked bikes last night. <laughs> I saw the pictures. <clears throat> and actually, we were talking about what is the optimal bike for a naked ride? Ford um, Fiesta <laughs> <laughs> with the heater on. So and. When, when did the term naked bike come around? Because 80s. all bikes were naked bikes. No, I think well, it was at first. 80s. 80s or 90s when they started yeah. crashing their jixers and just well, ripping no, them. No, no, I don't think so. No, that's... It's, <clears throat> naked bike is an American term. Yeah. So before 1995, I'd never heard the term <clears throat> naked bike. Yeah. The bikes you're thinking of were street fighters. Uh, and the street yeah, yeah, fighters yeah, yeah. were yeah. specifically sport bikes that had the fairing mm-hmm. smashed up. And you couldn't get full coverage. Well, most JDM so. bikes would be naked then. Yeah. So, you know, the GS, the GT series, Suzuki's, yeah. KZ, Kawasaki's, they're what we call naked bikes now. But back in the day, they were just motorbikes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, really, it was the 80s and the 90s when more and more bikes were being not just fared, but getting plastics covering the body. See, I think we need to <clears throat> differentiate so, between a standard yes. and a naked bike. Yes. I think naked is a broader term. A standard bike is a traditionally styled bike. And I think that naked is a performance bike. Or any bike with no fairing. Not just fairing, but the side panels. Yeah. Like, I would think of a naked bike they, as being uh, more a sport bike. Exactly. Like. I, I, I yeah, that's why I said a performance bike. They, okay. As all, opposed they're, to... They're bikes that are derivatives of the sport bike chassis. So, for instance, you have a Jixxer, and then you have, like, they have the naked versions of the... Yeah, the GSX-S. Yes. That has a well, that has a small fairing, but not a full fairing. Yeah, no, I'd say that's a so naked that that's bike. called a naked bike. Is just something that doesn't have the bodywork on it. We may that be is common wrong. on a sport bike. We may <clears throat> be wrong, but I think a sporty bike without a fairing is a naked bike, but not a, not a stripped. You would call a sportster a naked bike. And, <clears throat> An extremely no, cold person riding around cruising. Santa Cruz on a Saturday night <clears throat> wearing just boots and a helmet, wishing she was dead or anywhere else, is a naked rider. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it is, no, it is interesting because to us it seems like such a simple term. But then I was yeah. trying to think about the origin. And I think the origin came from when bikes were being fully kitted in plastic. And then they started offering versions not yeah. kitted in plastic. And that would be a ZX-12 is a naked bike, right? Right. Right? Mm -hmm. so, so that is the definition. So, so a naked bike is basically a, a factory version of a... Of a yeah, yes. I, feel, uh, I feel so. Yeah. And, a, okay. and a standard, it, by definition, is a, is, a, is a naked bike, but it's a more traditionally styled. So Yeah, so I it's, think, it's not, yeah, it's not that so. dumb of a question because no. it is interesting trying to like really define that. All right, yeah. uh, John, you have one there? I do. <clears throat> this is from uh, Scott from uh, Pennsylvania. Hey, Scott. Hey. Hey there, Misfits. Uh, somewhat motorcycle related. During the winter here in Pennsylvania, when I'm not riding any motorcycle, I have a 4x4 Yamaha Kodiak 400 with a plow. The, <laughs> what? <laughs> the previous owner Very did important not, to have. The previous owner did not stay the, the fuel. So even after draining the fuel from the tank, I had to run off the choke, and I absolutely hate that. On one hand, I want to rebuild the carbs. On the other hand, I found eBay carbs for around 40 bucks. Do you or anyone at the garage have any experience with the cheap non-factory carbs, or should I toughen up no. and rebuild the carb? Thanks in advance. Rebuild toughen it. up and rebuild the carb. Rebuild it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... I've had a mixed bag with those carbs. You know, um, Mike, my fr my dear friend Mike Beck, had mm -hmm. an XT225, which have notoriously shitty carburetors on them from the factory. And I actually bought the cheapest carburetor we could find. And it ran great. <coughs> but I, I fear that's the exception more than the rule. Right. Um, um, can I jump yeah. in on this one? Yes. <clears throat> I would say when it you cannot get a factory... Uh, or you know, or a rebuild kit. Rebuild right. kit. Mm -hmm. Then that is an alternative that is a hit or miss. Right. Possibility. That's it. Yeah. Right. And, okay. It pro and provides an alternative, but it, right. First, yeah. first choice though should be rebuild the existing yeah, car yeah, because right. that's what came from the factory. That was what is known to work with that bike. Right. As long as you get all the gunk out of it, it should run just fine. And here's a here's a misfits top tip. Ooh. Check 
your rebuild kit carefully. They're not all created equal. And because the company is based in America and has got quite a cool logo of a ball bearing with a mohawk haircut, doesn't mean it's good quality. <laughs> the best quality carb kits come from the Japanese manufacturers like <clears throat> Kayin, yes. mm-hmm. um, like Keista make a very good carb kit. These are the ones that are equal in quality to the original carb pieces. You are not being followed by a siren that was here on our recording. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I always appreciate it whenever I'm listening to a podcast and I hear a siren. I start yeah. looking around. I'll appreciate it when they... I'm not getting pulled it. over, am yeah, I? It's on our side. Yeah, so no, I think that that's it. There are times that it offers an alternative where there is not one available. Right. Or where they're extremely expensive. You're not just not and, willing to spend that much money on a little, you know, farm bike or something. And, and funnily enough, you know, one of the mm. um, one of the exceptions are a lot of the British bikes I do in the shop now. Um, the old Amal carburetors, mm-hmm. you know, they're fundamentally flawed. It's a die-cast carburetor mm-hmm. and it's very, very thin wall casting. And they deform very, very easily. Mm. Um, and that's really a fundamental problem. And you can rebuild them all the all you want you're still going to have a problem with either the slide sticking or rattling around <clears throat> so generally i will replace the the carburetor with an amal replacement hmm. um not cheap but you know all right there you go all right uh emma you have one to read i do indeed <clears throat> this is from george hey george Hi, or george. it may be jorge <laughs> um jorge with the bull taco Oh, um, I just listened to your Are You a Biker test questions. Yes. And I think most 1% MC club members wouldn't score high enough. <laughs> but it was fun to listen to. That's quite a controversial thing to say, Jorge. Um, and I'm not going to either agree or disagree. Um, I would change the Have You Jetted a Carb to Have You Cleaned a Carb? I enjoy the podcast. Keep it up. And it came from his desktop, and the language is in English and U.S., and it was submitted from About Us. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. So, yeah, I mean, it's any time you've diddled around with carburetors, you're a real biker. All right, Neil, you got one there? Yeah. Uh, this message is from... Into the mic. Yeah, William Garton. Hey, William. Hey, William. Hi, William. It starts off, hi, Liza, with the off-road and overseas riding y'all have been doing, Mm. I thought a discussion of insurance options for medical evacuation might be a good topic. Yep. I've started reading a bit, and I'm not sure I'm any less confused than when I started. I do have the search and rescue insurance Garmin offers with the inReach, but I'm unsure if it's adequate. So So that's a good question. I'll just know what, what all of us use here. Um, it's the Air Med Care Network, um, and it's it's about eighty bucks, but eighty bucks a year. They're they're talking about overseas. <clears throat> no, no, they have an overseas option too. You can add on. Oh mm-hmm. wait, what? Yeah. Ooh. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> my short answer to that is I've never even considered getting insurance. I've never taken out any um, insurance other than meeting insurance needed or for like riding wherever I'm riding. Um, I do know, like I had, uh, I knew somebody who raced at Isle of Man and got extremely messed up and friends and family had to raise 50 grand to get him brought back because he did not have the insurance. But that's somebody who definitely should have insurance when you're entering a race at Isle of Man. 
Um, but I have never really worried about that about being able to get back yeah, it's home a, it's it's one of those things it's kind of everything's great until it's not great and and i'll be honest even on um this uh, trip i'm taking in peru they require that you have insurance you can get it on your own right they offer somebody who provides it and i'm looking reading it and like oh if like your trip um gets canceled due to this or if something happens or i'm like that's just well, trip insurance that's not trip insurance i'm like i've never taken that because if mm-hmm. something happens on my trip i pivot and i do something else or i but, figure something out so you know? i think when i bought, so i've never done it when i bought my ticket for uh pakistan two years ago if i remember correctly uh american express had an option for a, like a fly you home Right, kind of thing. So, and I think it was like hundred bucks. Funnily, I, I yeah. took, I paid for it. Funnily enough, for my my <clears throat> ill-fated um, Vietnam trip that I wasn't able to take because I got so sick. Um, when I when I got the visa from E Visa, um, they do you an option? Do you want travel insurance? And it's kind of not an option. You have to sign up for it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't particularly expensive. I think the visa was like. 20 bucks and the, the insurance was like 75 but that'll yeah. fly you home because you know the, the general consensus you don't want to be treated at yep. a hospital in vietnam well, and i want to say um i think everybody knows the statistics statistically where are you most likely to have an accident closest to home of course. driving through a bottom <laughs> <laughs> Close, closest to home right so why is it that people are very concerned about getting insurance abroad as opposed to getting well, insurance here? So I'm just going to say, because I do have Air Medicare helicopter insurance here, which I'm, it's, I'm great to hear that this is right. something I might be able to, to bump up to get me home from somewhere else. But I recommend having it here in the States, and people may not know why they should have it. But here in Santa Cruz, <clears throat> if I get an accident on my bike... We don't have a trauma level hospital here, and you get flown over to Stanford. Right. If you're at Hollister Hills or at a racetrack or a track day, you get picked up in, in a helicopter. helicopter and taken to a hospital. So, and you're on the hook for that bill. And there, and Air Medicare has joined. We used to just have our California helicopter insurance, but Air Medicare is a, an umbrella company that's bought up a lot of these smaller companies, and it covers the United States. So Right. It used to be like CalStar for California, right? right? right. So and I that, recommend that I met, everybody right. should get that. Everyone should have helicopter <laughs> insurance mm-hmm. here and then figure out figure out how to right. you know expand it on a trip. So that's my advice on that. So yeah. great. Thanks for bringing if, that up. And if you're yeah. a BARF member, I think you get a, which is Bay Area <laughs> Riders Forum, you get a, a discount on the Air Medicare. So I, don't, right. I don't have the code, it's but you should look for like it. like $60 a year, and my mom is <clears throat> right. covered, too. It's not at much. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. What you got there? I got a note from Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Brandon. This is a great question. Let's go. <laughs> I was Huzzah, wait. motherfuckers. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> my project bike, a 71 Harley Air Maki Rapido 125. Ooh, that's... Very cool. Is, you like that, Emma? What a yeah, project, I've got, I've, I'm sure. I've, I've got one in my workshop right now. Oh, there mm. you go. Mm. It has severely pitted forks. I'm considering mm. just getting new forks, probably from a different bike, since they're going to be easier yeah, to find. <clears throat> I know I can use the diameter of the fork tubes to know if they'll fit in the current triple trees. How would I know if a different set of triple trees would fit the bike? Uh, I'm going to jump in on this one. <clears throat> and I'm going to say... Stick with your triple trees. Mm-hmm. And I think, in fact, I did respond to this person. I said, before you start looking into different triple trees, so call Forks tubes. by Frank. Yeah. Yes. 
Call Forks by Frank. Frank's Forks. Frank's Forks. And see if they can get Forks for you. Oh, they can. There you go. Call them. They deal with it. Now I'm going to tell you the, the answer, the other answer that Emma will hate. But I have in the past when I've had pitting, I've used clear nail polish and then some very, very fine emery cloth to polish it down. No, I mean, the thing you don't a, understand about a hydraulic fluid in a fork. No, no, I'm no. This kidding. is the thing. You can fill it with a, a, an, a like an enamel, mm-hmm. clear pol- uh, fingernail polish, and then very carefully sand it down. And I mean, that's sure. going to stop the seals tearing. Yeah, because you know it's it's not sharp. I mean, that Harley Davidson is Italian made, and Italian forks from about that period can really get rusty. Um, there's quite a vibrant spare scene for those bikes, so you might oh. be able to find some new forks. <clears throat> but yeah, call Franks. Yeah, but Franks will have them. Franks have got forks for everything. A little ambitious with their prices. I mean, it could be a couple of hundred bucks per leg. Th- they'll, they'll make them. But yeah. that's your only choice, yeah. and they will make them to spec. Mm. Yeah, it's great to have a source like that. Yes. All right, uh, Bagel, let's finish this yeah. out. All right. <clears throat> I have an email here from uh, Mike D. <laughs> hey, Mike D. And the subject is live to ride, ride to eat. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mike writes, I know you're behind on emails, but since you asked a few weeks ago about good rides with good food, I live at the foot of the mountains in South Carolina. Mm. When, When I go to ride in the mountains, I ride along Highway 11 to get there. Highway 11 is mostly farmland, so you get an open space and views of the Appalachian Mountains in the distance. Nice. Sounds great. It's a nice, easy, scenic ride on the way to and from the extreme twisties of 276, a local favorite about as technical as the tail of the dragon. Cool. <clears throat> well, if you're riding in the summer, you're going to be hot and sweaty at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. At the intersection of New Cut Road... And Highway 11 is a peach stand called Peach Country with a tasty little treat. That's the South's version of a taco truck. (laughs) (laughs) As as far as I can tell, they just chuck the peaches that are getting too ripe into the slushy machine. The result is a drink or or sorbet that's a little thicker than frozen margarita. And the flavor of fresh, ripe peaches. That sounds great. That sounds so good. When you are tired and hot, it is absolutely amazing. The only problem is that the peach stand is only open during the summer, so you have to get it while the getting is good. Cheers, Mike D. Thank you so much. Oh, that sounds great. I want a slushy peach stand. Sounds amazing. Eat a peach. Frozen little vodka there. But you know, every every place Mm. has something to offer. Mm -hmm. Every Mm -hmm. place, no matter where you are. Um, um, Speaking of live to ride, ride to eat, John, should I share my my dumb idea? Sure. It's not dumb. Uh, So so you guys might be interested in this. So, you know how we've done the Moto Food Tour before? Mm. Well, I thought of just doing a taco tour and we just go for a ride and have a taco at each. Taco, we've Taqueria. Haven't we done something similar many years no, ago? No, and like we were coming up, like we could do a nice ride if we're doing like Santa Cruz, Capitola, Watsonville, Salinas, Gil- like we could do a big loop. 
Yep. And about every like 20 minutes, Just, <laughs> you pull up to another no, taqueria I mean, the, the, and get a taco. The, the original <clears throat> Right to Eat tour, mm-hmm. we stopped at all different restaurants and had a little bite at yeah, each one. They were all one. different foods. Yeah, but, but this I'm like, is just, I want to do taco tour. Okay, I'm up. A taco tour. What do you think? How yeah. many How many hey. tacos do you think we could eat? Well, the little ones? Well, they're different, different sizes, different restaurants. Well, if I was doing 20 minutes between, mm-hmm. I could do 10 or 15. Yeah, we're not good. limited to the number. Of <laughs> we're yeah. limited by how, many, uh, how long do you want this ride? Yeah, exactly. Well, I was thinking we could do like six stops. Easy. I know, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we literally, I was like, going, we could go down the street and about every two minutes there's another taqueria. Sometimes it's only a one minute drive <laughs> yeah, to we, the next taqueria. There's a, literally a taqueria on every block. So we could stay two miles from home and still do that. It could be a walking tour if you start. <laughs> I know. But no, the, the the challenge would be how do you curate this? Well, that's what, yeah, John yeah. and I are working on yeah. that. But I thought it'd be fun to do the taco tour. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out. Uh, we had a couple visitors today. Um, yes. But one of my favorites was Marshall from North Carolina. North Carolina, who had he had come out here for work or something right. and he had had like planned to spend like half a day here but his flight had gotten delayed and he by the time he got here he's like i can only stay an hour i think he drove down from san francisco Uh-oh. so he quickly got a tour and was just kind of hanging out and meeting people and then suddenly i was like are we doing a westcliff ride and next thing he knows he's grabbing a helmet I'm throwing gloves at him. Start up the the Triumph Scrambler. Here you go. And he's like, huh, huh, huh. Next thing he knows, he's riding down Westcliff along the ocean. With the misfits. With the misfits. And following Emma on one of the most beautiful summer yeah, days exactly. in the middle of right. january and we uh we were we were um had our outriders with the vampires it was a very santa cruz day i think he was blown away what a treat. Right. so we had um we had marshall from north carolina mm-hmm. we had mark mm-hmm. come in from san jose yeah and i need to beg some forgiveness um i i had a visitor at the shop um a couple of weeks ago now and <clears throat> I got so busy with the podcast last week, I forgot to mention him. So, uh, Vinny. Vinny! Vinny the Calibrator <laughs> came to visit me at my shop. That's um, as good as, uh, what's it, Velvet? Big Velvet. Big, Big Velvet. Yeah, no, this was, this was Vinny, and he um, he works um, with military aircraft. Oh, mm. neat. And I'm not going to mm. share any more, because I think it might be covered by, like, the Official Secrets Act or something. But he was a lovely guy. Um, and he came with his wife and kid, and um, he got a tour of Mototown, and um, we had to tinker with the Thunderbird as well, and he had a lovely, nice. lovely day. Yeah, and Mark- it was lovely seeing him. So um, if you want to come and visit me down at the shop, you're very welcome. I'm normally just busier than a busy thing. But come if on I down have time, to Mototown. Yeah, yeah. If, if I have time, mm. I would love to show you what little there is down there. So I just enjoyed how much fun Marshall had and how everything just fell into place. And no, he got like the full great. experience in, in like an hour. And he came back and goes, you guys are so spoiled. <laughs> yeah. Well, North Carolina is pretty place as well. But of course, you know, this is seasons. It's those seasons that get in the way. Yeah. We don't Especially do a that. day like today. We, yeah. We don't do that. So, um, I think that, I think that wraps it up. Yeah, We've got, it. um, I, I've updated our website, so all the links to Stumpistan, Chickistan, uh, Emma Stan. No, <laughs> you mean the Dolomites? <laughs> the Dolomites. <laughs> the training Emma, Emma Lights. 
Yeah. Yeah. All the, all the trips and our rally in April. Right. Uh, come on out for our rally. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think so. And all the links are on our on our website, motorcyclesandmisfits.com. You can yes. go to events. Um, and it's just, yeah, yeah where, I'm where ho- we're going to be at. I'm, I'm hoping <clears throat> a few more people will sign up for the Dolomites trip. I think we've got 10 for the Dolomites and about five for Castles and Curves. And, you know, these trips are a lot more fun the more people that go on them. So sign up for it. It's great. If you can afford a used bike, you can come to Europe with me. Yeah. Oh, and, and John, I've got um, Marshall told me to tell you that he's the guy who saw you at LAX airport and shouted out, nice shirt. Because you're wearing motorcycles and missing, and then, and then disappeared, and then disappeared, and, disappeared. <laughs> and, disappeared and saw you just sta- looking around like, where'd that come from? <laughs> that was him. I wasn't dreaming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, that's it. We that's it. We sh- we did a whole another show again. I've been I've got some uh, guests I'm working on in the very upcoming weeks. Some very interesting things. Stay tuned for that, and send us your emails. Right. Let us know how bad of an idea it is to put something colored into brake fluid. And I can't stress this enough. I, please don't put anything in your brake yes, fluid, guys. don't do it. Please don't. But change it. Change it regularly. That makes it feel but nice. Please mm-hmm. don't put anything other than No, I'm hoping to get feedback from somebody who actually like understands like chemistry and stuff no, like that. No, there's no understanding. No, who might know of something. Like <laughs> Scotty found a thing that, hey, this might work. Maybe but somebody else a- knows a thing that does work and they actually know what they're talking about. That's what mm-hmm. I want to find out. Uh, do you want to know well, who knows what they're talking about? The fucking brake fluid <laughs> manufacturers, Liza. Yes. yes. I, know. I know. That's who knows. That's a good yeah. thing to talk to. Don't us. do it, people. Just yeah. don't. Just please don't do anything to your brake fluid. I can't stress this enough. Don't do anything to the brakes of your bike other than maintain them. Please. But do flush your your brake fluid. With brake fluid. As you said, it is hygroscopic. <laughs> And it's one of the things that does deteriorate over time and people don't realize because it does so slowly. So it's one of the things I recommend to people often. It's the PP test. If you sit on the toilet (laughs) and your PP is not yellow or pale, go to the doctor. What does it mean when your brake fluid smells like asparagus? I think that's a genetic thing. It means you've been sleeping around with metasexuals. (laughs) That's what it means. All right, so send us your emails at motorcyclesandmisfits at gmail.com and plan your trip to come visit us at the garage. It'd we be great. love visitors. We do. Exactly. So um, big thanks. Um, we had a, Oh, we had a big um, Patreon sponsor. Uh, yeah, we had a big Patreon sponsor. Thank you so much um, for, yeah, big dollar amount. I appreciate that. I'm Nice. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it's every single penny we collect – from the Patreon program goes into <coughs> things that benefit motorcycles and misfits, yeah. which basically benefit either our listeners or people who come to visit us at the garage. Yeah, John got to pull out the brand new uh, gas uh, mm-hmm. canister that hangs from the... Right, which yeah. is what a- originally fired up the little pink buddy. Exactly, I'm constantly and it's stuff, replacing it's stuff tools. like that, so, you know... Um, Thank you. If you're one of the Patreon subscribers, I mean, you know, thank you for helping us keep the Recycle Garage alive and Motorcycles and Misfits alive. But mostly thank you to all of our listeners. Who are great. We love you guys. Yes, we do. So, um, 
I think that's it. Let's get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us. I appreciate it. This is Liza. Stumpy John, a.k.a. Big Velvet. (laughs) (laughs) Emma Darling. Hi. I'm Neil. Yes, you are. And Scotty. Bagel. And we are out of here. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs>